welcome to Geeksters. This is episode 434. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What kind of intro is that? Uh, like, I, I kind of forget what I'm doing. And uh, No, I, I had another intro in mind, and it just didn't. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. So I switched it up last minute to the regular one. It's like, I know, we, I know we didn't do a show last week, but Ed, come on. It's like you should be like riding a bike at this point. <laughs> to, yeah, earlier today, I was thinking, because I was, I, I was flipping through something, and there was like the, oh, Pluto, because it was, you know, talking about different channels and all. And one was the Snooky and JWoww channel. And I was going to go like, hey, welcome to the Jersey Shore podcast. I'm Snooky, and here's my partner, JWoww, and we're another great show for you. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that tonight. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I would have to think. I mean, I've seen every single, almost every single episode, but I don't think I can do a JWoww impersonation. <laughs> I don't think I can. I, I wasn't expecting an impersonation. <laughs> uh. I mean, I, I could do a Sammy impersonation. I just go, Ron! Storm <laughs> <laughs> <Just> out. <laughs> I, I, could, I probably could do a Snooky just, well, I mean, back in the old days, she would just be, just pretend I'm drunk. Uh <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> JWoww, I couldn't really. Uh, JWoww was probably one of the most normal ones in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's saying something. That's saying something. That is I saying. Mean, <laughs> now, I, but I was always a Vinnie Pauly. I liked the two of them. They were my come up. Like, I'd hang out with those two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Ed, what you been doing for the last two weeks? Okay. Uh, last two weeks. Another thing. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing. Not a You're thing. up, Sean. You're up. <laughs> this is why I take notes. I know. Uh, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm proud to say that this is the last week I'm going to talk about Terry Gilliam. We watched the last two films in the last two weeks, so oh, this is it. Oh, that's right. The last two weeks, right. We Ooh. finished. We finished. We watched every movie that he's either acted in or... Well, I don't know if I don't know if acting in would be right because I have to Ed, look. Ed, slow down. <laughs> On behalf of everybody, for the your co-hosts and all the people who listen in the, out there in the world, we thank you for finally finishing. <laughs> to to to, I have to say the credit from from me and uh, and the friend of the show, Dave Sipon. I say, and we're, we're glad it's over. <laughs> I was enjoying it not so much to watch his movies, just to torture. Sip on. I mean, <laughs> that was worth the whole 16 weeks. <laughs> of it was doing 16 this. weeks? There was 16 movies. Well, so it was, we had, we had, we said we took a week off because we didn't get together for some reason. I forget, remember what it was. And then, um, I was, I was super tired. I'll take, I, I take the blame on that one. No, no, no. I'm not, not, not us to the two of us doing the show. Oh, okay. Sip on and I didn't get together one Wednesday night for some reason. We, we were too busy for some reason. I can't remember exactly what gotcha. it was. And then another week we did watch uh, no time to die, but that was 18 weeks then. But if, you know, so 16 solid weeks of, of, uh, of Terry Gilliam films. And I have to say, I, I'm overall, impressed we did kind of go over like ones we liked and ones we didn't like or you know and and not many we didn't like there wasn't many uh but a lot of them were good movies i mean you've seen a few of his movies so right you know i think you could appreciate a lot of more of his films if you ever get the chance um i mean like look i mean i i kind of pick and choose his stuff i'm not uh, I'm, I'm not going to go deep diving like you guys did. But <laughs> Let me say, the, mean, t- uh, the two surprises for me really were um, Thailand 
and uh, the uh, the man who killed Don Quixote. They were the two, I think, surprises for me. I actually did like because the last two we did see, of course, the last one was kind of a treat for us. Everybody's seen it. If you haven't, go see it. Uh, is the meaning of life? Mighty Python's meaning of life. He right. didn't direct it. He wrote it a little bit of it, you know, because it was a, I think, a group ensemble that wrote it. But he also acted in it, so that's the reason why. And if you've seen Meaning of Life, you kind of get some of our humor somewhere around here. Right. So you know, right. it's, it's it's kind of required list watching for for listening to this show, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> um, but the one before that, actually, the week before that, was Brothers Grimm, which I haven't seen before okay. up till then. And I enjoyed it. I mean, it was Matt Damon and Heath Ledger playing the brothers. And it was, it's, I mean, there, I have to say there's, it's typical like Terry Gilliam things that you would see. Like, you know, how like, um, I'm trying to think of the director, uh, the Japanese one. There's one who always flies doves when he, Oh, uh, John Woo, John Woo always flies doves. There's, there's certain things that they have that are little, 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 uh, sticks, I guess you could call them or little, uh, homages that they they pay to, to and you know it's that director because of a certain camera angles right. they shoot at or stuff like that or, or certain things that they have in like background. G. G. Abrams is known for lens flare, right? So like those those kind of things. You when you watch enough of his films, it doesn't really what the material is or what time period it's set in. There are certain things that you go, yeah, I can definitely tell it's a Terry Gilliam film because of this, this, and this. There's right. there's a, there seems to be like a, a knight in every uh, movie. Whether it's just like a suit of armor, or you know, the, somebody plays a knight, or they're fighting a knight, or <laughs> something <laughs> right. along those lines that happens, you know, kind of thing. It's set in that time period, you know. It's and it's it's it just goes from there. And then there's there's usually a um, there's subtleties to the movie that like lead you on, and if you've paid attention enough, you go, oh my god, like I kind of know where this film's going. Sometimes I have to say it was confusing as hell <laughs> to watch. You <laughs> right. know, um, the one I the one I liked uh, uh, besides the the two I mentioned was uh, also uh, Fear and Living Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, it was bizarre because it, it was two points of view in a way. You had uh, uh, Johnny Depp sp- giving narrating the lines of what he wrote versus what actually happens in right. during that that time period so it was kind of it was two points of view like the 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 guy who was high and and drunk and the guy who was like poignant and you know you know the right. hunter s thompson was a very hunter good is, writer why is he t.s Eliot? <laughs> who's t.s Eliot is a writer yes he is of that. <laughs> yeah. so it's 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 one of those it's one of those things where you know like like but they're like there's like I said you you watch those films and they're because because Dave Sipon said there's there's certain things that you see they go you know like when Twelve Monkeys and they had to wear that suit with the with the helmet with the clear helmet and all that right. was in another movie you know there was there was a you know there was there were certain designs like he liked like dilapidated buildings for some reason because there was a lot of those in in, in you know like in Zero Theorem and uh, Brazil and uh, uh, even um, uh, 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 Fisher King, you know, so right. so you, there there was a lot of commonalities to different things. So you you kind of you can you almost can see like if you you know if you mishmash the movies together, you can almost like see okay, you point out certain things to me, and uh, you know we were talking about. It, it was just like yeah, I, I kind of noticed that, but I was just you know 
but the more I watched his movies, because I've seen The Man Who Killed Dion Quixote about four times now, because a couple times wow. it was on Pluto. We watched it once. No, three times on Pluto, and then once on uh, when we watched it just the, straight through with, with us. And there were certain things that I've noticed about that film that made it more interesting. There was like like a kind of like an overture in the in the middle of it where it actually plays out the story in a very quick dance scene that you he's running through uh, uh, Adam Driver's character is running through this this scene of this castle that all these people are partying and there there's a costume party like a medieval type of thing and he's running through and everything that happened to him is in this party like at, at like one dance after another as, as he's you know kind of like uh, uh pinballing around like you know hitting bumpers and you'd see one thing it was this scene was early in the movie and then thing but it was very quick and, su- and subtle I'm like wow it was really amazing because it's like if you if you didn't pay attention you would have missed it completely you know it was, right. so it was interesting but like i said i, I recommend his films uh like i said couple of them were tougher to watch like zero theorem was a tough film to watch which i was re- that was the one i was really looking for that's what actually started this whole thing because uh-huh. i was watching a video of cyberpunk movies and that was like the quint of the quintessential cyberpunk movies to watch and i didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and i, I keep saying this about i gotta watch it again he goes not with me or not <laughs> <laughs> so so i'm happy to say that the final two films we can now put him to rest and I can move on with my life. I have, a, we have a few movies lined up already. We have already four films lined up. I'm excited. Uh, we we're going to go see, um, I, we already talked about one. One was monster party with, uh, Macaulay Culkin and Seth green. That's a great movie. Yeah. I've seen a couple of scenes here and there in Pluto and I'm, I'm intrigued by this movie. I actually bought it. I have it on DVD. Um, excited to watch. It's, it's not a true story, by the way. That's yeah. I like those kind of movies, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, another one's a video game movie, um, which which nobody's heard of, and what I was it? I only saw it because it was on the list of video game movies. But I was searching to you know add to my collection to make a, a, a you know deeper about video games and stuff. Uh, it was called Postal. Oh, it's um, <clears throat> that's why because it's the guy who does a lot of the. Um, <clears throat> like the off-brand. I think he directed uh, Iron Sky. Uh, shit, what the fuck's his name? <laughs> Sorry, because there's a couple. He did a couple of them. Are you talking about Oop Ball? Yes. Okay. Yes. If you look at his IMDb, which I'm I'm looking at, I'm gonna look right now. Uh, can you spell his name again? <laughs> I think it's 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 E W U. Uh-huh. B-O-L-L. B-O-L-L. That's not even close. I'm going to type, I'm going to type in postal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, was, that's how he has it here, right here. It's E-W-E-B-O-L-L. Oop ball. Yeah, I don't know why. Here's, okay, because there's also, because he did a uh, postal two. Nope, he did not do a postal two. <laughs> he, he, he did do... Uh, what was that one with the vampire uh, girl? Um, uh, Blood Rain. Blood Rain, yes. He did right. the Blood Rain. I think he did all three of them. As a matter of fact, he did a trilogy of them. Because <laughs> I have them all. <laughs> uh, right there. Yeah, there he is. Uh, yeah, okay. He's known for his filmography. Let's see. Director. He has done 34 films. Uh, Rampage, President Down. A Rampage, Capital Punishment. 
those two are those and uh, the original rampage not anything like the, the the monster thing that's what the rock did mm. this was uh um a trilogy of a guy who kind of goes crazy uh let's see name of the night the last mission uh let's see in name of the king the two worlds so he did wow he did two in name of the king here you go uh blubberella <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blood Rain, Third Reich. Uh, looking at uh, video games here. Far Cry, <laughs> Blood Rain, Deliverance, Postal, and Name of King. Which I don't think is a video game. I think it's a a, a movie. I mean, it's a Dungeons and Dragons book series. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Blood Rain, Alone in the Dark, House of the Dead. Um, he's pretty much like those Far are, uh, Cry. Like, he did. I, I said Far Cry. I yes. did. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I've seen a lot of his films, which is, <laughs> it was, and they're all terrible, man. <laughs> they are all horrible. They are all horrible. But <laughs> he, he's, he's, he can still make movies, which is, which is so great. This is, this is what they, I think, I have to, I have to be uh, amazed about because, like, some of the stars he gets, like, well, well, yes, he does get kind of. But here's the thing about him is that, um, because he's German. Uh, the Germany has like a, like they give him money to make films, right? And he kind of, from my understanding, and it could be I I remember reading like a, like an article about him, like how apparently the reason why he gets these movies made is because he gets money from the government. When he makes a movie, he gets the government supplies him with the cash to do it, and that's why he's able to just keep making movies all the time because it's not like they don't care if people are seeing it because he's just he. He works for other people, right? Like, but he gets to do like postal, and that's the reason why a lot of his movies kind of are like off the rails because there's no real—I don't want to say censorship from the government, but there's no real reins. Like he, whenever a movie's coming out like in America of his, it's always like, oh my goodness, oh it's horrible. It's it's it seems like they're all like direct to video. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like some of the, some of the some of the people they you know he he's gotten he's gotten uh, Ben Kingsley he's gotten um, Michael Madsen he's gotten um, uh, Jason Staten Ray Liotta um, right. John Ray Davies um, Ron Perlman uh, the, 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 like the, some of the some of the names you're going really like <laughs> like did you get suckered into this <laughs> did you lose a bet. Do you do you have to do community service of some guy that we're not aware of, <laughs> or it's the story of how Malcolm McDowell and Helen Mirren got into the X-rated version of Caligula? They were making one movie, and then they were doing all the adult stuff at somewhere else, and they just meshed them together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what else you got? What else you got to look forward to? Uh, let's see those two. That those two. Uh, we're going to do. The, we're going to. He didn't see the new Hellboy, so we're going to see that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I'm. I, that, that's the reason why you have horrible <laughs> movies. It's not because, not because you know you you have the shame of owning this movie. It's the fact that you go, oh, you want to see this movie? Come on, <laughs> like it's like it's like you farting and then you know appreciating, <laughs> laughing because everybody's smelling it, going, oh god, oh. it's the same thing. <laughs> it really is. Um. And then one he hasn't seen, which I'm. It's another a comic. It's a comic book movie, but it's it's a it kind of based on a video game. Um, and I was kind of like, I'm like, you haven't seen it. We definitely have to see this movie now. Uh, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World? 
I mean, wow, he's never seen that. No, he's never seen that. He's he, if somebody that he knows uh, is a director. Know, right now, uh, here, Ed, uh, he he probably he listens to the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. He's not gonna like that movie. I don't think so either. I really don't. <laughs> but but see, that's to me the most enjoyable part is the fact that it's a good movie. And he's not going to like it. It's a it. great movie. It's a movie that I could easily like be like, okay, I'll talk to you later and watch it right now. And then be like, you know what? I'm kind of bored tomorrow. And be like, I didn't watch Scott. It's a, a go-to movie for me, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like like a director that he knows, and we've seen a lot of his films, which are terrible, loves this movie. And, you know, so he's like, he's like, He's like the guy explained it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, blah blah blah." I'm like, "I'm like, dude, I, I thought it was a great film, you know, like, like I think, I think the whole thing from beginning to end is like, like almost like a perfect movie, like it's a perfect like comic book movie." Wait, hold on, I got a flag on the plate. Yeah, you don't like Edgar Wright's movies? That's who directed it. What? I thought you said you didn't like the director. That the director's known for making really bad movies. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I no, no. The director that he knows, that guy Dave Dave Sipon is. Oh, gotcha. We've gotcha, seen gotcha. his films and they're terrible. Right. I apologize. I, w- I won't say the director's name, but right. I know. No. I am sorry. I reason why I'm like I'm like wait what? Oh, Eric Wright directed that. I'm because I, I have what I did was one of his movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean no no I I appreciate I actually enjoy a lot of Edgar Wright's movies. So <laughs> the ones I've seen anyway. Scott Pilgrim of the World, Baby Driver. The recall, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, um, At the End of the World. I <laughs> World's End, yeah. No, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, and I, I get that. And it's, you know, but the, the, the Travis Saint director, he's he knows. But he's the director that thinks that said, this is this is one of his favorite films. And he's like, so he's like, I should watch this. Because he's trying to make him watch Thailand. And this guy has, this guy is bizarre. Uh, he this director he's like because like sometimes he won't watch it because it's not a winter movie so she because he like he was going to watch it around christmas time um right thailand and then he was like now nah, he's got this marathon of horror movies because he's really into horror more than anything else and then right. he switched it to january and then he found out that that this movie wasn't based it wasn't a winter movie so he wanted winter themed movies to watch during the winter season and I'm like, that's the last thing I want to watch is a winter movie in the winter season. But whatever. Hey, you know, it's some people like watching Christmas movies only at Christmas. Right. So, I mean. Right. But the the idea, you know, just, but so so he's, it's kind of like a trade-off. So he's going to watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and this guy's going to watch Thailand and then they're going to compare gotcha. notes to Because Dave Sippon really liked Thailand. It was a really bizarre, fun film of um, – Terry Gilliam, so. Okay. All right. What else do you do? Um, I have an appreciation for a film that I used to hate that <laughs> okay. has changed. And we could, we've had discussions about this in the past. Um, Minority Report. Oh. I was not a fan of Minority Report. Really? Back in the day. We've we've had conversations about it. And you're like, Really? Tom Cruise, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. I mean, the two, the two, you know, perfect, you know, the perfect match. Blah blah blah. The sci-fi, the, the special effects. The da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was just a terrible film, you know. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I've watched it now, probably six times in the last two weeks. 
Because <laughs> I'm like flipping through Pluto, you know, he's just running through Pluto, and all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch this. And then it's like the, there's the scene with the bugs, and they, you know, they're trying to find uh, Tom Cruise, and they're, you know, they, they, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a bath of ice water to hide from the detection right. and all. And then just like some of the stuff, I'm like, some of the other scenes, like the the parts where you know he's tries to find the killer before the guy kills his wife and the, his lover you know like it's- right right because the whole people for the people who don't know minority report is a is a movie it's a sci-fi movie where there's precogs people are like okay ed's gonna murder somebody that the precogs see that and he gets arrested before the actual crime they stop the crime but they still arrest the 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 this the i guess the suspect right and they throw them in jail for a crime he did not commit that he would have committed so so eventually tom cruise works for this government agency and all of a sudden something happens and he winds up becoming a uh, on a report that he's going to do something he's going to murder somebody or something Mm -hmm. like that and and that the, the cops are now after him, um, and and so it's about Tom Cruise doing a lot of running, a lot of jumping, <laughs> and a lot of special effects. <laughs> and I was like, uh, the more I watch them, like I'm like, I guess because I'm older now, and I appreciate these more post apocalyptic post apocalyptic movies. That yeah, <laughs> and so I, I appreciate them more, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, wow, you know, like this is a really good film. Like I'm gonna have to. Really, sick. maybe the first time you saw it, you were in a bad mood. Maybe you didn't enjoy it because the company you were with when you saw it was not as fun. <laughs> it's the usual, the usual set of people that I watch it with. So, <laughs> um, no, the, the, I know there's one scene that's that bothered me, and it like now it like doesn't bother me at all. But the one scene was uh, Tom Cruise gets his new eyes, and he has to go in, he has to infiltrate the 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 government building to get the precog. Out right. to get his minority report, and he does. There's a there's a statue with all these kids and a, a I guess I don't know. I'm assuming a teacher or something like that. And he's like, you know, in twenty, it was a twenty forty six or something like that. Yeah, twenty forty six. They, you know, uh, they started this program, and nine years later, the Washington D.C. is the most safest. Uh, you know, thing on earth, you right. know, and there, there's Tom Cruise, you know, walking by with all these kids and stuff, and he hides behind the statue that they're at and shoots up drugs, basically. <laughs> it's, to me, it was to me it was like, ah, oh, it's just terrible, like all those kids, and you know, like <laughs> he's shooting up drugs, you know, I'm like, I'm like, what Tom Cruise, Tom. no. It was basically to change his face so that way, like his cat, the cameras wouldn't right, identify right. him in this movie. Right. It was post. Um, you can't do the Mission Impossible thing where it's a rubber face. Yeah, you know, something different. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the world of Harry Potter, so they can't do a polymorph juice or whatever it's called. <laughs> they got it. All right. So well, I'm, kind of, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, so I'm, I'm now a fan. Yeah. Um, and then we were going to actually do, we weren't doing a show last week cause you were not up to it for, uh, 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 I, what do you call it? I was, uh, working by myself all day that day and I was exhausted. I was like, there's no way I, I, it was, it was a kind of like a rough work week. Uh, so I'm like, <sighs> so I was like, I just need a break. Just need one day off. 
I was I was available the rest of the week, but you were busy. So right. Like, so that's that's the reason what I'm getting to is basically the reason why it was because he was like, oh, well, I you know, like we can do it Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday, and generally Monday night would probably be the only alternative day for me because uh, I'm busy there two nights uh, most for most most of the time of the week. Um. So the over the weekend though, before I think Saturday that Saturday I, I put it I. We have a flat panel TV, a 32-inch television. It was the first one we bought when, you know, uh, LCC TVs came out and this whole, you know, new craze, or not new now, but this whole craze started. And we bought the, one of the first ones, and it was a 32-inch television. And, you know, to us, that was the biggest thing because you had 26 tube televisions back then, you know, right. that type of thing. <laughs> now I got this flat thing. And since then, we've, we've had, you know, other TVs. You know, I have mine, and then you gave me another 45-inch television, and you know, so now my, I have one, my wife has one, and now we have this 32-inch television, and it sat in our bedroom for the longest time, you know, and then, because uh, we had a 26-inch tube television sitting there, and my wife's like, finally, like, you know, she's like, every other week, she's like, you know what you, I want to do, I want you to put the TV up on the wall, like, I want you to hang it up, so that way if I'm, like, not feeling well, or I just want to watch TV in bed, I can watch TV in bed, da da so I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And she's like, she's like, you got to the end of the year. So of course, and the year, end of the year came and went, and it never happened. December 31st. So you're. So it, it, I passed. You know, I did buy, I did buy before the end of the year. I did buy the, the mount and the Roku stick because we also needed another Roku, uh, for that television to to put this all together. So all right, you know, I, I got it, and I'm like. So that weekend that you weren't feeling up to last weekend, I put the TV up. Okay. <laughs> that is the scariest thing in the world. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't have the – yeah, I can imagine. So I, I got the – I got, I think, the ultimate bracket, you know, system for the wall, you know, type of thing. Because it right. gave every scenario of what wall – Use these screws, use these anchors, use this, you know, like, like it gave every scenario. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm putting it on a, like, basically it's, it's concrete cause it's the, the wall towards the outside. And, you know, there is, there is, um, sheetrock in front of it, but it's concrete behind it. And I, you know, so I set that all up. So when I put the arm up before I put the TV up, when I moved the arm, the, the, the base of the thing against the wall moves slightly, you know, like it just kind of, you know, rat like back and forth. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. So I was like, well, you know what? They gave you an extra screws. I'm going to put another one in on the top because it's like three, like top, middle, and bottom. Right. So the the top, though, they have three holes. I guess it depends on, you know, if you have to go more, a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the right. So I'm thinking, all right, you know what? I'm going to put in one in towards the left and that thing will still kind of move. So I'm like, well, I got, I got an extra screw in there. What am I going to do? It's 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 on the wall. But when you hang this TV up, it's like hanging a picture up on a on a nail, basically. Like, right. like there's a the the arm comes out and there's a little divot, and on the the bracket that you put on the back of the TV, there's a screw hanging out, and you just kind of hang it there, and then there's another one you screw in into place. So that way, it it doesn't move, you know, like wobble or anything. But that's it. That's holding. That's what's holding that TV on that bracket. And I'm like. That to me was the most like nerve wracking thing ever. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this. Right. So I go to work on Monday and they tell, I tell people at work and they're like, take the TV down. 
it's going to fall off, blah, 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 right? One guy's like, well, no, look, put washers in. This probably needs a washer. It's why it's it's moving a little bit. It's not as stable. You need to, you know, be put that in. A couple guys are going, use liquid nail glue it on there. <laughs> I'm getting all these, like, advice, right? So I'm like, well, I'm going to try. One guy's like, did you really tighten them down? And I'm thinking, you know what? I used the drill to, to screw it in because they were long screws, but I didn't. You know, like when I drill, I go to so much and then I stop and then I do it by hand because I hand tighten it instead of drill tighten it, especially on a, on a sheetrock wall. I don't want to puncture it, you know, with pushing too hard on it. So I, I'm thinking maybe I didn't, you know, tighten it down long enough. When I got home, I looked at it. I My eye was against the wall kind of thing, looking at the side of it. Here, the top anchor was sticking like way out of the wall. I'm like, oh, so I had to take it all apart, trying to figure out how to, you know, what I did wrong. And then I'm like, I'm like, that's why I text you. I'm like, I can't do the show tonight. You know, I, I got to take care of this. So I went and found, I had to go and find a, a stud finder. <laughs> you got one right here. <laughs> See, now I know why they don't call it stud fighters. They call them stud sensors because, because you're, there's too many jokers in the construction industry. <laughs> I got one right here, buddy. Because <laughs> every time I said that, somebody said that joke. I'm going to cry here. I mean, how many times I've heard that stupid joke? How many times I've said that stupid joke? Every time I say stud set, I got one right here. Boop, found one. So, so, I'm so, so glad Stacy's not here. She would just give me that look, that that wife look. Yeah. Like, uh. Yes. So, 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 you know, of course, Monday night. Now I'm trying to use this thing. I've spent like over an hour, and I'm like, I'm like, I I went to different walls. I'm trying to figure out how to use this thing because there's no words. It's all pictures. <laughs> right. You know, you're thinking, oh, oh, it should be easier. It's pictures. It was more complicated than ever you know kind of thing because it wasn't working and i'm thinking did i just buy like a piece of junk <laughs> so the next day at work because i'm thinking well i work with all these construction people you know like like you know they they were in construction at one point in time or you know they they've they've done construction because you know one of part of my company is is you know that's what we sell is is con- construction equipment so you, you figure you know they 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 and i'm thinking well, maybe that when we have one maybe i'll just either borrow it or buy one depending on how much they are you know okay and of course we don't sell those there because uh, they don't believe in them so okay. but i'm like you know how to use this thing you know and one guy's like yeah and he's like he used it and like showed me like and and i'm like okay and i didn't fully understand it because he just had a board like he just grabbed a board from somewhere and and this moved it and he was like and i'm and they're like and he, like I got closer and closer. Now all the time I'm thinking he's pressing this button, right? Because I I would just press the button, and go beep. The little things would light up, and then it would go like dead, like just the power light would be on. So you're just you're just waiting. So you basically you're moving this around until you find a stud. Well, I just kept I kept releasing the button, thinking, you know, it wasn't there. I move on to the next one. Beep, nothing, you know. Right. So you know, so this so this guy's showing me, and I thought he keeps you know pressing it, release it, pressing it, release it. He finally finds the stud, and I'm like, "What's in your hand? Like, how hard was it to find?" You know, kind of thing. So I talked to another person. He goes, "So he's like, he's like, I know how to use them. I don't, I don't have like they all deny it. It's like you know, it's like you know, like like everybody like like you know, like they sell millions of those pills, those little blue pills for erectile dysfunction, but 
nobody has that problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know like, I don't have a problem. Yeah, you know, like like I'll use a stud finder. You know, so the one guy is showing me, and he's like, "You have to hold the button down." I'm like, "That well, that's what I was doing wrong." <laughs> like I kept releasing that button, so I kept pressing. So finally, we found the stud in the wall because he's the guy who actually knew where it one was because he does construction in that little room that he works in for for various projects. And so he found it. I was like, "Oh, okay, now it makes sense." So when I got home that night, I did find it, you know, find the studs and all, and I'm, I have to rearrange it. I have to figure out how to do it. I just, I just basically spackled the holes that I put in the wall and let that dry that Monday night. And I'm like, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait. Cause I actually was busy this weekend too. Cause like Sunday, uh, my wife decides that she wants this furniture all of a sudden for her office upstairs in, in, in our house. And, uh, it's, it's at Ikea. And uh, Saturday night, we're trying to find it online and order it because she's worried that they're going to run out because sometimes you go to Ikea, they don't have it. You know, you just, you know, then what do you do? You know, that kind of thing. So it said it had like eight in stock and we couldn't order it for some reason. It kept, the website wasn't working. So she's like, well, tomorrow on Sunday, you're going to go to Ikea and buy this. So I was like, oh, okay. So I drive all the way to South Philly because, you know, we live in Northeast Philly and South Philly. It's about 40, half hour, 40 minute drive, depending on how fast you drive. And uh, get down there. Nope. They don't have any in stock. So I call my wife and I'm like, yeah, there's none in stock. And she goes, well, try Conchahawken. <laughs> so I'm like, what? And she's like, well, find out if somebody can see if they have one. They have them at Conchahawken and, you know, see if they hold you some until you get there. I'm like, you mean drive from South Philly to Conchaca? Now I know this is a local thing, and not many people are getting this, but it's not an easy ride. It's not. <laughs> it's 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 a lot of like highway driving, but it's a lot of areas where people are congested, and it's you know, especially you're going through uh, the, what they call the Violent Expressway, and it's like like a tunneled highway almost, and it's just people get there's accidents every day on that thing, like people don't pay attention and they hit the wall and they, you know, and everybody wants to look and see who the idiot was that hit the wall. So now you're driving two miles an hour, you know, if, if you're lucky, you know, through this thing. Um, so I, I go with somebody and they go, yeah, they got 20 in there. And I'm like, all right. So I drive the conchock and takes me an hour, finally get there, which is not an hour drive, by the way. <laughs> so, right. So yeah, I finally get there. And it's on hills. Now I'm by myself, you know, type of thing. I can tell you this: never go to IKEA by yourself, <laughs> because <laughs> because everything is impossible. Especially those stupid boxes. They're oh, like they they pack them with no handles. They you know you you they're 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 awkward and bulky and sometimes heavy depending on what you buy, and it's never easy. So. I, you know, I, I go in and of course, like I, when I looked on the website, it gives you an island bay where it is. So I went to that island bay and there, of course, it's, it was empty, but the sign doesn't say what it was. It's, it was something else. So I'm like, all right, obviously they've rearranged this Ikea different from the one I've been to. So now I have to find this one. So I go to a computer that they have there and I, you know, type it in and here I found it. Okay. It's in a different aisle, different bay. And I get there and they have them. I'm like, okay, great. So now you gotta get one of those push carts, you know, basically to hold these. And the box is probably five feet long, you know. And I need three of them. So, 
every time I try to put it in the cart, the cart starts wheeling away. <laughs> hmm. So now I'm by myself. Usually my wife would be holding the cart and I'd be putting these things on there, you know, and be the big bang done, you know, type of thing. So now I'm trying to do it. So I get one on there and the second one, same thing, right? So luckily a guy walks by and he, he actually sees me and grabs the handle and stops it from, from wiggling. I get it on and I get the third one. I'm like, okay, great. You know, thank you. So now I, I, I wait in line. I, I buy them. I, I'm going out the door. And if people don't know Kanja Hawkins, Kanja Hawkins is a hill. It's basically all these up and down valleys, small up and down valleys, which means, you know, like when I was coming in, I was at the top of the valley looking down and there was the IK at the bottom. So when you're driving, you're driving down on a slope. So when you're parked, you're on a slope. <laughs> you're, you're pointing a direction. So now I have to take this wheel cart with no brakes and try and slide big, three big, five foot long uh, boxes into this thing. Now, I see two women off to the side, you know, in their car, like with their engine running and all, as I'm loading this on. I get to the third one. I'm almost done. Woman finally comes out and asks me if, if they want me, if, if you can, uh, if she, if, if she could help me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, a, I'm good now. Thanks. Thanks for asking. But I'm thinking they probably stopped laughing enough to go, all right, now I can go over and ask him a straight face. Right, <laughs> like, watch this the, idiot trying to. Christmas, uh, the, the Christmas uh, gag reel. Yeah. <laughs> and look at this guy. Womp, womp, womp. I'm probably on YouTube somewhere, idiot at, at Ikea. <laughs> trying to load his car you know because i mean a couple times you know because i gotta lower the back seats you know and my in my suv and and uh and, you know i let go of the cart and so it's going down the hill so now i'm like i'm chasing after that you know before it hits a car so i dragged up so so it's like now now it's like a baby now it's like a baby carriage and now i'm, I'm carrying it like everywhere i go because i'm afraid it's, i'm gonna lose it and it's just gonna take off you know, and then not like not like slowly it's you know saunters away. It's like full speed ahead, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, <laughs> running after it, grabbing it, you know, an idiot trying to <laughs> chasing a cart down a hill, you know, like what a moron. Um, and then finally, like I said, uh, so you know, I, I like basically do a foot under the wheel, so it won't move away, but it's still wiggling as you're trying to lift the box. It was just ridiculous, and. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> so, so if anybody okay. out there, bring a partner for for bring somebody with you to to help you out with I you know I keep moving. Um, and so that was that was it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I did see Chaos on the Bridge. It's a documentary based on the Next Generation. Uh, William Shatner hosts it. Okay. Uh, they have most of the actors uh, from the show. Is that on Amazon? It's on a bunch of things. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's on Tubi. It's on, okay. you know, you just look, you just do a search on your, on your device and you'll find it. And one of one of the channels, there's a lot of channels. I think, I think I have it on my watch list somewhere. I just haven't gotten around to actually watching it. I recommend it. It's about the next generation. Um, it talks, it's some of the writers, some of the uh, uh, producers, you know, some of the people that were on there. One guy that didn't like uh, Gates McFadden. Uh, was on right. there, you know, because we we talked about that in the past, where like like they had that other um, actress who played the doctor, another doctor uh, uh, on Next Generation, and then after that guy left, Gates McFadden came back, and and they they you know right. but, well, yeah they changed uh, they got another woman doctor who just 
kind of sucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> she actually was from the original series, which is funny, you know, which I didn't know. I'm like, oh, my God, because they show her in this, you know, in the original series. And I'm like, oh, my God, like. Like, I guess, I guess it's like, you know, once you used to work for Star Trek, you know, there's always an opportunity, maybe in a future episode is as, you know, another character or another, you know, maybe an alien or something or a background character or something like that. But it was just funny to see because like a lot of the actors that were in Next Generation, some of them were original series. Yeah, this was right. just bizarre. Um, but they talked about the, the Gene Roddenberry and his lawyer, apparently, because... I mean, there were there were fights and all on how how to do this, and the guy who who wanted the show for um, Paramount um, was was um, trying to trying to get this done, and basically couldn't do it really without Roddenberry, and he kind of perceived it like you know we didn't need you, you know, kind of thing. But he 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 wanted Roddenberry on board, and they, you know, and they and they they he bluffed his way in, and Roddenberry agreed to do it because Roddenberry wasn't feeling well, so he wasn't up to doing another show so that's the that's the the basically reason why he did another show is because you know they bluffed him into doing it uh you know con- you know conning him into doing it so that's why they end up doing next generation and um but it, it was it was it was an interesting ride to show like like the, the development and how it was done and the the people behind the scenes and some of this you know some of the um uh, uh, sneaky ways of doing things and how Roddenberry was, was later in his life, you know, like he was apparently very bizarre because like they had like, apparently writers was a, is a high turnover job in that place. You know, like, like one was a Star Trek fan and the guy was, the guy wrote him, the guy wrote a show or an episode and they loved his episode. They loved the show and, and that type of thing. And then next thing I know, next week, Roddenberry fired him because he was like, he just didn't like the guy. You know, he just, he, he, you know, he was getting a little paranoid about things and he just ended up firing the guy. And the guy thought he was kidding at first until he got to his office and all his stuff was out in the hallway. <laughs> they, <laughs> they threw him out basically. It was like, whoa. So, but it was, it's, it's an interesting sh- uh, show to watch. Cause like I said, if you're, you're, if you're a Star Trek fan, especially the next generation and you want to know like more behind the scenes, things that happened and all. And then plus the fact just to see Shatner do, I mean, he, like he did a bunch of doc- uh, documentaries for Star Trek and I just, you know, every time he's on screen, I find him fascinating, especially to be the guy to like narrate these things or, or, be the vehicle to uh, to put this all together. Uh, it's just it's just fascinating. So, uh, highly highly recommend that that uh, uh, that documentary. Um, trying to think. That's I think that's it for me this week. Um, trying to think what else I did. Because uh, like a lot of things are just work and uh, a lot of uh, family things I had to take care of. So, um, that's about it for me. How about you, sir? What did you do this week? The last two uh, weeks. Well- um, well, I, I just need to get my notes because <laughs> like I say, I, I take notes. Um, uh, okay. So first off, Stacy and I saw the new hotel Transylvania movie. Okay. You can pass. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't that good. First of all, you don't have Adam Sandler or Kevin James in it. Um, they're not providing the voices for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, I that... don't know why it could be maybe they they decided they probably didn't like the script or who knows. I mean, David Spade's in it because, you know, it's David Spade. He could, It's just voice work. Um, I think for the most part, even like everybody else is in it except for those two. Um, but the guy who does um, Adam Sandler is doing a good Adam Sandler Dracula impersonation. 
Uh-huh. Um, the guy who's doing Kevin James is not, not even trying. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's not in it a lot, so it's okay. Um, it, it, it just, it just wasn't entertaining at all, to be honest. I like the other three. I thought the other three were good, but this one's just, yeah, pass. Um, <laughs> also, too, I, on Hulu, started How I Met Your Father. Oh, right. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen the TV show How I Met Your Mother? Yes, yes. Okay, well, I mean, <clears throat> for some reason, someone had the bright idea to let's reboot the series, but except from a female perspective, and we'll call it How I Met Your Father. Now, it's not. Uh, it's set of it's set of this time. Um, so, um, actually, it, it's Kim Cattrall is the mom, and she's telling her story about how she met her. You know, the kids. It's her son's father. Um, like how I met your dad. Uh, but when you go back in time, it's actually Hillary Duff. Uh, like you know what? They're pretty close in in, in facial features a little bit, so it's it's believable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to say it this way. What a perfectly balanced uh, ethnical uh, cast. There is a white guy, a white girl, an uh, Italian girl, uh, an Indian uh, gentleman, I believe an African-American woman, an Asian woman who plays a, a lesbian uh, so I'm like, wow, this is per- as this is as mo- and it's set in New York, so it's as multicultural, very woke as far as the cast goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the show itself, eh, didn't find it too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say they didn't find how I met your father, how you how I met your mother funny, which is, you know, acceptable. I, and I only saw the first episode, so I can only I can't be like super critical of it. I watched the first episode, and a part of me is like, "Well, I guess maybe I'll watch the second episode, but maybe I won't." You know, um, I just didn't. It didn't hold my interest. The only thing that, that really to tie it into the original series, which is really lame, is they actually use the apartment that they uh, what do you call it? Uh, they actually used the apartment that was in the show, the original show. It was um, uh, what do you call it? The couple who's already who's already married. It was um, shit. Uh, I can't think of her name. Allison uh, Hagen. Allison Hagen and what's his face? Uh, their their it was their hotel. That was their apartment. Okay. Um, and that apparently, like when they came, when they finally got to the, when they finally, it was like a, like at the end of the episode, they go back to this guy's place, and the guy mentioned that he got it at a really cheap rate from like a boomer. And I was like, oh, I see what you did there. That's how you tied it all together and cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see if they're ever going to bring the actual original cast in. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, and of course, what I thought was sweet was at the very end, it did say for Bob Saget because. If anybody's ever watched the original show, he was the voice of the the lead character in, in the future. He was the dad telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was sweet. I thought that was not, like a nice little touch. You know, like like they didn't forget Bob Saget. Uh, I mean, it's Hulu, so it's free. Go watch it if you want. If you're interested, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I might if I'm bored, may go back to it. Maybe not. Like I still have to catch up on the the rocks tv show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I also, every once in a while, I like to dip into the world of the strange and watch the world according to Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) 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 On on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was the gaming episode. Which I, you know, as a, as a gamer, I would like to see Jeff Goldblum in the world of esports, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is funny. But there's a moment where, to understand gaming, he actually goes to um, I want to say a live action role play event. He he larps with a bunch of people. Oh my god! <laughs> which it's Jeff Goldblum having to act in front of a, an audience almost. And he's already quirky and weird enough. And then you ask him to portray a character. Like, he knows how to act in movies and in television shows. But I'm assuming he should also know how to work in plays. And kind of live-action role plays, kind of like working in a play. But he plays a, uh, a a lord of the area who's not well-liked. And there are assassination attempts on his life. <laughs> Jeez. So he has to act, like, paranoid and... and it's it's, it's it's fun just to watch Jeff Goldblum in anything, and to watch him being to to portray this <laughs> this character, and it's brief, and it's 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 worth it. And then he you know he, he talks about video games, and it was a very good episode. So <laughs> like every once in a while I'll watch it, like oh there's another season out what. What do I want to watch now? Oh, he talks about dogs. I'll watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, uh, I don't know if... I mean, I know this is probably not the forum at all, but the Super Bowl is, I think, next week. Is it? I believe so. It's uh, first weekend in February. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, Ed, but there's usually like a big hullabaloo about who's the halftime uh, band yeah. playing. Uh, well, this time it is um, a bunch of rap groups. Well, not rap, a bunch of rappers. Um, give me a second. I need to take a drink here. <laughs> Every time I serve, take a drink. Actually, it's the <laughs> the the Super Bowl is February thirteenth, twenty twenty two. Okay, okay, good. Set your DVRs, folks, if you have them, because the halftime show is gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why, I, okay, well, I knew going in that it's gonna be Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, um, Mary J. Blige, and a uh, new kid. Uh, oh, Stacy was here. She'd be able to tell me. Um, uh, crap. It, anyway, the reason why I bring this up is normally just say, hey, the halftime show is going to be presented by Pepsi, and it's going to have these people or this person in it. There is an actual trailer to the halftime show. <laughs> like it's a three minute trailer because they introduce all the character all the characters all the singers in it and i'm just like this is way on that this is way over the top and way unnecessary i mean it's got dre it's got snoop dogg it's got mary g blige it's got eminem i mean they'd have like like these they have them in like an environment like snoop dogg's in like a low rider that kind of bounce ups and down, and he's like, "Oh, I got the call. I got to go spin around and get ready to go to the Super Bowl." They <laughs> <laughs> have Eminem uh, like standing, and he's almost kind of like very Iron Man-ish, like picking out words and throwing them into like sentences and stuff. But on the other side is Slim Shady, which is also Eminem, but also doing the exact same thing. And and they're basically like they're at that moment they take his hit, Rap God. And that, that's what he's kind of writing at that moment. 
Um, Dr. Dre is just being Dre. Just <laughs> um, being Dre. Mary, Mary J. Blige is like on an airplane or something, or she's like doing some shoot photo shoot, and it's like, oh, I got the call, and it's it's. <laughs> Ed, if you get a minute, two minutes, maybe three minutes, go watch the trailer because it's it, the production value on that had to be a good quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> easily, on a, on a three minute commercial for the halftime <laughs> i'm like ooh. now look i'm um it is a very special moment because they've never done uh rap stars on the super bowl halftime show mm-hmm. um so it, it is a big deal and to get dre hasn't been around for a while to get him on stage with snoop dogg with eminem it's it's already a big enough deal. You throw in Mary J. Blige, and I forget who's. I wish I knew who the other kid was. He's new. Um, he's not. I for him to be lumped in with these people shows his talent, and also I feel like it shows. And I've 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 heard his name before, and I've actually heard a couple of his songs, which aren't bad. Um, I just can't think of fuck who's in the Super Bowl. Hold on, 2022 Super Bowl that halftime show. Um, Kendrick it, it, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, thank you. Um, you got to watch the trailer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Um, and last but not least, I did watch Last Night in Soho. Okay. The re- reason why I'm bringing it up, is, well, because I saw it, but the reason why earlier in the show when I was mentioning Edgar Wright, like you didn't like his stuff, it's direct, written and directed by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when, I saw the th- when I saw the trailer... I was like, "Ooh, this looks interesting." I like Edgar Wright's stuff. I, th- I honestly, I think I own every single one of his movies. Now, like when I when I go down like his list of stuff, I, I, I have the trilogy like the, the well, the, the Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, At World's End, uh, ba- Baby Driver, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <clears throat> I was very interested. I mean, he's got writing credits for the first Ant-Man movie because he was actually the director to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really... And I like Matt Smith's in it. I like Matt Smith. Uh, and it was basically the plot of the story is a girl gets... Uh, she goes to um, London to become a fashion designer. But she has this kind of sort of gift of seeing... I don't want to say seeing... It was seeing dead people is probably a good... Was, she sees her mom who's dead. Uh, so she's got some sort of psychic ability. And when she gets down to London, uh, she gets into the Soho area. She has this, she, she gets an apartment and that apartment apparently was owned by a, um, a singer slash model in the sixties. And when every time she sleeps, she kind of dreams about this woman's life and it starts to kind of consume her a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, it there's like a, a supernatural element to it, and there's a thriller. I mean, it's, I would not call it a horror movie by any chance, by any chance of the word. Um, hmm. But it, it is, it's a thriller, and the ending, Ed. Very rarely do I go, oh, I can't believe you did that. It was a very, it was kind of a twist ending, and I was very surprised and very pleased by it too. I was like, it movie was so good. It was, it was actually so good. I watched it by myself because Stacy was sleeping at the time. Because uh, it was like late, not late at night, but you know, she goes to bed a little earlier than I do. Um, so I watched it, and the next day she was like, "Hey, do you want to watch last night in Soho?" I was like, 
I, I, had you told me you were interested, I would have waited, but I watched it last night. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and I'm like, don't worry. I would gladly watch it again the next day because it was, it was that good. Um, also, a little bit of interesting side note. Uh, it is Diana Riggs' last movie or last thing she did. Hmm. Um, for those people who don't know, Diana Riggs was in um, both. She goes back as far as the uh, Avengers TV show, the, the British spy show, not the Marvel Avengers. <laughs> uh, she also was, um, well, she becomes Mrs. Bond in uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. And then most recently people seen her uh, in uh, Game of Thrones. She was the sassy old lady, I forget the character's name, that um, basically po- paid to have Joffrey poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um so, but it was it was really really good. Matt Smith's in it. He's really really good. And they have uh, um, <clears throat> Zod, the original Zod. Fuck. Um, God, I can't think of his name. The original General Zod. Um, oh, oh, uh, the original General Zod. Um, yeah, Superman two. Someone help me out. <laughs> anyone? <laughs> anyone? Uh, Stamp um, uh, with uh, Taron Stamp. Terrence Stamp, thank you. Whew. I worked it out there in the end. Um, it was very good. Highly, highly recommended. Like I said, there's some scary elements, but I wouldn't say, I would no way by far would I call it a horror movie. It's, like I said, more of a, a thriller, and the, the moments that are kind of scary are not really super scary. Um, the color palette's really cool. The music is really, really good. I mean, I think Edgar Wright is, is, is probably one of I would say on a list of favorite directors. So there you go. There's another window of movies that you could do with uh, your movie nights. Mm-hmm. All the Edgar Wright films. <laughs> Not a lot of them, but I think they're all good. Um, uh, let's see. What else did I do? Uh, well, my wife, she's not here at the moment. She is at a, I don't want to say a work function because that's not actually true. Uh, she works at a, uh, a shoe store, and the girls are, have decided to kind of do game night on Sunday nights. And <clears throat> but tonight is a special night because it is the store manager's dog's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> so Stacy is at uh, what do you call it? A birthday party for Charlie the dog. <laughs> a little tiny dog though and I was like it's a shame Stacy had to go to work so I'm like she could have brought Ripley <laughs> our dog <laughs> who is very looks like she's very depressed on the bed at the moment <laughs> she's like no one's paying me any attention <sighs> uh, so that's why she's not here I go pick her up later um, I also got hit up today from the little green mafia known as the little girl scouts <laughs> uh, they're selling their cookies. So they come in and they go, yo, you want to buy some cookies? And I'm like, I don't think so. And someone pushes my games off a shelf and go, I said, do you want to buy some cookies? <laughs> and I was like, please don't hit me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take two. <laughs> and then I had the biggest shock in my life. I was like, so how much are they? And they're like four bucks. And I'm like, four bucks? I was like, back in my day, they were two bucks a box. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I helped my sister sell them. <laughs> it was, I was in high school. My sister was, we, we was, it was, it was a perfect storm, Ed. My sister 
had my mom was kind of like a dead mother, so we had cases of Girl Scout cookies in the house, right? <laughs> and it was like two dollars a box. So anytime I had a spare two bucks, I'd just slap it on the counter and take a box, right? But what I did was I took a bunch of boxes to school, stacked my locker in them, and I became like the Psst, you want some Girl Scout cookies? I got thin mints in my locker. <laughs> 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 I had a nice little, yeah, hold, yeah, hold on. What, what you need? I got, I got some Thin Mints. I got some Snickerdoodles. <laughs> <laughs> you got Samoas? No, 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 man. Come back yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I'll get you Samoas. I'll get you. I'll, I'll, I'll get you tomorrow. <laughs> Yo, man, can I get two like, Thin Mints? Yeah, man, sure. Here you go. That'd be $4. <laughs> Actually, make it 6 <laughs> got a little overhead for myself. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like you, five bucks. Yeah, yeah, you, you good friend. I'll give you for two fifty. <laughs> but aren't they two bucks? No, that's right. Friend discount. You give me an extra fifty cents. Most people, stranger, do- extra dollar. Because you, you, you know me. <laughs> Walk around a big trench coat. Psst. Got some fitness one. Sleeve fifty cents. <laughs> you want to see what's in my coat for two dollars? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Samoans. <laughs> so yeah, so a little girl came in today with her dad. She's like, "Do you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies?" And they have a nice little. It was, I guess I. They've definitely upped their game. It was like a book and a portfolio. And on the portfolio had a picture of each of the cookies. So you can just go, do you have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you got any Thin Mints? She's like, yeah. I was like, I'll take a box of Thin Mints. And then I, I also am a fan of the uh, lemonade ones. So I, I was like, we got the lemonade ones? She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'll take one of those too. And the little brat got me for $8. <laughs> <laughs> cash too because it's a cash business it's not like they walk around with that little thing to swipe credit cards thank god <laughs> thank god <laughs> you feel like I'm sorry our accounts wiped out <laughs> he's walked sorry. out with all these boxes of cookies right like sorry all I have is plastic that's okay we take that too she pulls out a little thing and puts it on her cell phone a little swipe thing <laughs> <laughs> There's a, she claps her hand. Dad steps up with the little phone. <laughs> we take plastic. <laughs> oh, father! <sighs> oh, shit! I was like, I just happened to have some cash on me, and uh, fortunately, um, so I was like, I, I figured one box would be nice. I'm like, well, no, I better, I better get the second one because I do like the lemonade ones, and it's it's for a good cause. And and if not, they you know they they harass me. <laughs> you know if I don't buy it again, you know I got like four Girl Scouts going. Yo man, why don't you buy no bot cookies? You don't like it? What's up? You know it would be a shame if something were to happen to this store because <laughs> they got me at work. <laughs> you know, just yeah. pushing a gamer up the counter. Oh look at that! <laughs> you know. And as they walk out, four boxes to more air. <laughs> right. <laughs> you come back you and double double the order every week. But I can't afford that. <laughs> You'll find a way. <laughs> we'll we'll help you. We'll make you find a way. <laughs> Welcome to the Girl Scout Loaning Department. <laughs> <laughs> 
bunch of little girls with field hockey sticks just tapping them on their floor. <laughs> like, yeah, you, excuse me, sir, you owe us four dollars. I, I don't, I, I don't have it today. You owe us four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, break his pinky. He's got nine <laughs> other good fingers. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> he sell games with your pinky? <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, what system do you have? Uh, I have a PS5. Oh, you don't need your pinky then. Snap. Oh, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Oh, I know you will. Because next thing you know, we're going for the trigger finger. No. <laughs> Hard to move that character around if you got no thumbs. <laughs> I'll take a pack of sticker doodles. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll take a box of things. We ain't got thin mints. You're taking the, the one no one likes is s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like the snores. I don't care. You're taking them anyway. You know, you're I taking the flatbreads. Now go. <laughs> I need to sell a hundred boxes before the end of the week. If not, I don't get that scholarship <laughs> or whatever they give away. I can't go to camp. <laughs> I can't go to camp. This pays for my stuff. <laughs> you, sir, are going to support the little Girl Scouts. I want. I don't. I don't know any little Girl Scouts anymore. It doesn't matter, sir. <laughs> you're gonna pay everyone pays <laughs> don't you have anything healthy no you're gonna take these thin mints and you're gonna eat the whole fucking box in one sit <laughs> after you put them in the freezer <laughs> if you know what's good for you you'll buy an extra box <laughs> why we know you're gonna eat one box just sitting there by yourself watching some stupid movie <laughs> You're going to mind your own business. Next thing you know, a whole box is gone. And you don't know what happened. And then you're like in the third act of a movie. You're like, shit. I can't believe a whole, believe a whole box. I thought these cookies were bigger. <laughs> Did you open them up yet? I have not. Okay. I have not. I, I, I you open them up. There's only like, you know, the Thin Mints, there's only like one rail. Instead, I used to have two. And it's like, no. Right. Son of a bitch, it's actually a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn little girl scouts outsmarted me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to think what else did I do this week? Um I uh see gaming wise I picked up um the Pokemon Legends Arceus. Actually it's Arceus uh game for the wife. Um played it a little bit. It's a open world game. Not bad. It's very, it's very much like Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild. Um, it's open world. This the Pokemon's could actually kill you instead of the, you know fighting your Pokemon. It's I only played about an hour to be honest. Um, mm. I am off Tuesday and Wednesday, so Stacy doesn't take the system with her to work because she's been kind of slow lately. Maybe I'll I'll kind of deep dive a little bit. Maybe. And the truth is, I'm actually just killing time until uh, February 18th, I think it is. <laughs> we'll get for Horizon Forbidden West. Ah, uh-huh. you know the further adventures of Aloy. Uh, I think did I do anything else? Anything else spectacular? No, that's about it, Ed. Okay. Um, so since we're talking about movies and video games, what's on the slate this week? All right. Well, I'm going to give you the last week's best of, I guess you could say. Um, okay. Which is only one really one movie. I mean, um, uh, Mallrats, the uh, 1995. Uh, it's come. It's an Arrow video release, which is like a special release 
Uh, so you know, if you're a fan, some it's a different version. It's it's just basically the same movie. Just there's it's different poor, features. It's poor man's Criterion Collection. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the best it's way the to movies. put it. Criterion Collection should be the best of the best. Now, Chasing Amy is a Criterion Collection movie, probably because it won a lot of awards. It was kind of avant-garde at the time. Uh, other movies that are considered uh, Criterion Collection movies are Brazil, I think The Fisher King, uh, Hedwig of the Angry Inch, uh, The Seven Samurai. They take, like, very uh, My Private Idaho. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Mallrats, well, I don't think might not. It would, I don't think would ever really qualify. Um, but there's, like, another company, The Arrow, because I saw at Barnes & Noble there was, like, a bunch of movies that are published by them or, I guess, repackaged by mm-hmm. them. Um, and they throw a bunch of extra stuff in it. Yeah. So, all right. So, Mallrats is now on the list, huh? There you go. Yep. Uh, that came out this past week, so it's available now. So, uh, if anybody wants to get it, they can. Um, and then, as far as video games, uh, like you said, the Pokemon Legends came out. Um, and then, a chart, there's an Uncharted Legacy of uh, Thieves Collection, uh, developed by Naughty Dog and published by PlayStation Studios for the PS5 and PC. That's coming out. Uh, this the twenty eighth, which was it, yeah, came out already. Yeah. Uh, also, too, do not be uh, confused or bamboozled. It is only uh, thieves. It's um, Uncharted Four and Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. It doesn't have the first three games. Um, it's just the two that were made for PS Four were polished and remastered for the PS Five. And if you already have them. You can pay ten bucks and get the uh, a, the PS5 up, upgrade hmm. instead of just having to buy the whole thing. It doesn't come with anything super duper extra, other than the fact that it's got new packaging and I believe it's got like uh, a coupon to go see the movie, which comes out in a couple weeks. All right. All right. What else? Oh, so this week uh, coming out, um, we have uh, Ghostbusters Afterlights coming out. This will be in the first of February. Um, that's so that's right. uh, yeah. So you can uh, now see the fourth. Third, fourth film? I don't know how you, it depends I mean, on how you look at it. <laughs> I guess four in the theatrical Ghostbusters movies, but technically the third in the Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray trilogy. Realm. Yeah. Um, so they, they also come out with a Ghostbusters three pack, uh, which is the original Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, and of course Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I'm interested in the collector's edition, the one that comes in the the Ghostbusters, the the trap. Yeah, uh, that's kind of like the one I want to shoot for. I heard that it it is the three movies physically, mm-hmm. but you get a digital copy of all the movies, including the the third one. Okay, I heard that, but I don't know how accurate that is. Either way, I still kind of I, I kind of want that one, <laughs> just because there's a bunch of special features. You know how I am about that shit. Yes. Hey, what else you got? Uh, and then for new new releases, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog is also coming out on uh, um, uh, this week, uh, the theatrical release. So it's uh, you can now catch it on your local uh, devices and uh, physically. Um, of course, we have the Wayne's World 30th Anniversary Steelbook Editions coming out this week on Blu-ray. Uh, Wayne's so, World? Yes, Wayne's World. They also okay. have a Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2 uh, double feature coming out as well on Blu-ray. So uh, if you want it both on Blu-ray and yeah, you know. <laughs> does it come with a digital copy? Uh, you know I didn't see. Uh, probably uh, I can't see why it wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. It depends. Sometimes they do like a special edition steel book, but they don't give you the the price of of the steel book is the loss of the digital content. Yeah, I'm like I don't have to look into that one because I 
every once in a while I keep circling Wayne's World. So I remember enjoying it. I remember enjoying the first one. Second one, not so much. <laughs> so, I mean, if a steel book of Wayne's World came across my way, I wouldn't be like, oh, no, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> I can't. No, wait, stop. Um, right. And then speaking of double features, though, uh, FX and FX2 is getting a double feature release on Blu-ray. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, God see ya. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm going to go back in time here, Ed. I remember seeing the first FX, right, in the uh, movie theaters, but I did not stay for the whole movie. I I left. Um, I just, long story short, I was on a date, and the date and I weren't really paying attention to the movie. Ah. Uh. Um, and by the time we started paying attention to the movie, I kind of lost what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and I didn't like, I didn't really, I didn't, since I didn't know what was going on, I kind of walked out kind of, first I, I left mad because I wanted to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what, it was 1986, I think the movie came out. <laughs> I was 16 years old. What do you want? <laughs> Um, well, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're probably getting hot and heavy with a girl, and you were like mad because you didn't see the movie. <laughs> and I remember being like, I kind of was bummed. I wasn't mad. I wasn't like mad at her. I was just mad. I was like, ugh. I really wanted to see the movie because I like special effects, and I thought the plot was interesting. Fast forward to when it comes out in video, right? Mm. <laughs> I am no longer with said girlfriend at the time. Um, or maybe I was. I don't remember. I remember renting it and bringing it home and watching it going, God damn, this is a good movie. <laughs> like, and it made me kind of angry all over again. Because <laughs> it's like, wait, so I paid to go see this movie, left like half, maybe halfway through it. I don't know. I don't remember. And I'm like, it was actually really good. It became like one of my favorite movies to watch at the time. Uh, I haven't seen it in ages, and I'm not even sure if it stands up. It's Brian. Uh, ooh, um, it's Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy, but the other guy is another. I think another Brian. Um, Brian Brown. Oh damn it! <laughs> you, you're, you're looking at it. You should be able to call it up right quick. Uh, um, well, I bring it. It's it's Brian Brown. You're right, Brian Brown, Brian Denny, <laughs> wow. Diane. Hold on for a second. Let me just kind of take a moment to go. I can't believe I was able to actually pull that name out of my ass. Because <laughs> like, he didn't do much. He did a lot in that time period, but I have not seen him in ages. That's why they made a sequel to that too. Obviously, FX2. Yes. And I was like, at the time when I heard they made a sequel, I was like, I didn't think the first one was popular enough to actually warrant a sequel i guess maybe at that time it, it found a life on video because i think fx2 went right to video but it still had the two of them in it right <laughs> i don't remember much i think that. it did well it did hit the theater but it was a very short run on the theater uh, okay. um but uh, they actually it actually warranted a tv show there was fx the series that's right <laughs> for those people who don't know ed and i are going like oh my god we're waxing you know poetic about the movie FX is basically about a special effects guy who gets hired to do a gig, and apparently the it's he's now wanted for murder because the 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 squibs were live rounds and the person got shot with live rounds and him and Brian Dennehy I think is a cop. I yes. Think? Yeah, he's the uh, cop. Right. Who's trying to capture him? 
uh, is, you know, Brian Brown is trying to clear his name while Brian Dennehy's chasing after him. And I remember the big thing is that because he's a special effects, you got to see kind of like, like, hey, here's a movie about movies. Right. <laughs> and, and here are some special effects that you see in movies all the time. We're kind of going to show you how it's done <laughs> in, in a way. And I remember Brian Brown having this big creature in his house that was kind of like an alarm system. Like when you kicked in the door, the thing kind of jumped out at you. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously he turns out clearly he's innocent and he's able to prove his case. And him and Brian Dennehy become sort of friends throughout the throughout the the time that they go and they they are still friends in the second one. I don't. I don't even remember the plot of the second one. To be honest, I don't. Maybe Brian Dennehy's in trouble this time. It's like the, it's like the rush hour kind of effect where, oh, something happens here and I got to go there, and now something's happening here. I have to go. There. It's like the juxtaposition. That's how you get two movies out of it. Right. I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at Brian Brown's uh, filmography, and he's been in a lot of stuff since then. I mean, <laughs> you know, some That's things not... you might not jump out at you. You know, kind of thing. Like he played apparently like the voice of uh, Peter Rabbit. The, the father, Peter's father, or something like that. So. Oh, okay, because <clears throat> super interested in that. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's like in Murder in the Outback, which was a TV movie. The Poseidon Adventure was another TV movie. Spring Break, Shark Attack, <laughs> Revenge of the Middle Aged Woman. These are all TV <laughs> movies, by the way. Uh, so I think he's found this found this thing. Uh, Footsteps, another TV movie. Um, right. it's, it's anything you've seen on the Sci-Fi Network. They pretty much. <laughs> or uh, lifetime. Yeah, a lot of t- uh, he's done a lot of TV. You know, probably British TV. I'm assuming because it's a lot of stuff probably. I've never heard of. Um, but yeah, so there you go. <laughs> okay, what else? What else is coming out? Uh, oh, that's a big one. <laughs> you brought it home with FX and FX two. <laughs> ah, crap! Oh wait, oh wait, wrong one. There we go. <coughs> Don't you, did you lose it? Yeah, I minimized it and I shouldn't have. There we go. All right. Um, and then, okay, and then for after FX, FX2, some 4K releases coming out this week. We have Almost Famous coming out on 4K. Um, Mad Max 2, The Road Warriors coming out on 4K. Huh. And then a Mad Max 4 film anthology is coming out on 4K. Okay, so it's Mad Max, Mad Max, uh, I'm sorry, Mad Max, Road Warrior, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and probably Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Right, because right, yeah, there's only four I know. Of. Right. Yeah. So. I wonder. Are, well, I'm kind of curious. Are they? Are they uh, including the black and chrome version of Fury Road, huh. which is basically the black and white version? Hmm. There's there was a time there where they made a movie and it was so good they were like we're gonna also take the color out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna decolorize this thing. We're gonna. Logan. Everyone loved Logan, but we're going to make it more noirish by taking it, turning, making it black and white. Which, which, which I thought was really amazing. I did see it in the black and white version, Logan. I thought that was phenomenal. I didn't see. I never saw the Mad Max. I should watch that one. And I don't know if I have the Black and Chrome edition of that one. I have to find out. But uh, uh, no, I they sold it separately. Oh, okay, and I didn't get it then. Um, but uh, I did get the Logan with the the black. Chrome like or black and white version of it. It was it was almost like a horror movie. Uh, and if and if you have recalled uh, uh, HBO Max, you can watch uh, the Justice League, the Justice is Gray edition, where it's they really if yeah they they actually took the color out of the Justice League 
the Zack Snyder's Justice League oh my God. and made it black and white. But honestly, if you watch that movie, not a lot of color in the first place. <laughs> not, not like they had a lot of work to work on. Right, all they <laughs> they it go, up. Turn that color down just a smidge. Oh, look, it's black and white. It looks great. Cut print perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, this is genius. Why did you do it? I didn't do a thing. <laughs> all right let's move on to video games then um life is strange remastered collection developed by deck nine and published by square enix for the ps4 ps5 xbox one xbox series s and x and cd and for pc and that's coming out tuesday february 1st okay then we have sherlock holmes crime and punishments developed by Frogwares and published by focused home interactive for the switch and that's thursday february 3rd release date and finally, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, developed and published by Techland for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. That is coming out Friday. February that 4th. was a game that was supposed to come out like years ago, um, but got postponed and was postponed almost indefinitely, apparently. Um, the reason why I know that is obviously because I, I, I work for a, a gaming sto- store. <laughs> <laughs> But when it came out, when it was announced, everyone was real excited for it. And then it got pulled, and no one really knew why. And then I, for the last conference I went to actually went to in person, which was uh, two and a half years ago, I think. When did the pandemic? Uh, it was, what, 2020? Uh, so 2019? 2000, well, no, 2019 it's like when it started, I think. Okay. Wait. Yeah. So it's, it's been two years this. Okay. This, yeah, this year. I think I don't know. I uh, a little anyway, use blending. The last conference I went to, I actually won. Uh, there, there's um, we have like this convention type thing where we walk a floor and there's like our vendors and stuff like that. And on the last day of the conference, they have like raffles and drawings and stuff like that because these guys don't want to pack up all their shit and take it home. They'd rather give it to give it away and let somebody else deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and you try to get this on a plane. Right, right. Um, now, some people get like systems and stuff like that. Some get some really big shit. I always, I never win anything, never. Um, but I, you know, it's the drawings are free, and I'm not doing anything at that time anyway. Uh, so I was getting ready to kind of walk off the floor, like to go back to my room to get ready to pack because we're leaving the next day. Um, and I'm like, well, let me go see what's going on, and I. 30 seconds after I get there, they actually call my number. And I was like, oh my god, I won. I don't even know what I won at that point. I just legitimately just walked in there just in time for them to call my number. And it wound up being a Dying Light 2 statue. And I was like, oh, I that's impressive because the game didn't exist. It was like a kind of like a maquette of a, it was a statue of, a, of the character. But it might have changed since then. I don't know. I haven't actually looked at it since I got it because... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll bring a pretty penny of a, of, a, of a statue of a game that doesn't exist. Well, little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> Finally came out. Finally came out. I'm like, all right, well, now it'll be even more impressive. I got this statue for Dying Light 2. Ooh, how'd you get it? I won it <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> so, all right, I, I, I played the first one. Eh, I'll be honest, I wasn't a big fan. Um, maybe because I was playing on a PC, but it's a first-person perspective game, and there's a lot of parkour running and zombies, 
not a lot in the weapons department. And the reason why it's called Dying Light is because during the day, the zombies are less active than at nighttime. And the idea is to try to get what you need to get done before nightfall. Like, go out, do what you need to do, and then come back before nightfall, before the really powerful zombie, zombies come out after you. Um, and there's, like, a lot of, like, oh, well, look, here, let me go. I got to jump here, 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 and here. Flick this switch, and then the floor gets electrified, so when the zombies come after me, zap them. You know, it, that's... And there's, like, oh, look, I got this stick, and I got this barbed wire. I'm going to craft a club with it, so that way if someone does come near me, I can whack him in the face. It was, <laughs> it was popular enough. I mean, it was popular enough they actually did an anniversary edition of the game, the first one. Um, so apparently, it's for, the second one was a lot of people were looking forward to. So it should be maybe better than the first one. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> all right, anything else? No, that is it. That is all the releases the, this week. So. All right. Um, okay, so I got I got I got some news. I, I got some news. Um, <clears throat> okay, first of all, uh, Howard Hessman has passed away. I don't know if you were paying attention to Facebook. Oh, you know, I, my wife told me earlier today that he passed yeah. away. And I was kind of like, Howard oh, Hess, Howard, eighty-one. <laughs> wow. Uh, he passed away though, having a colon uh, cancer operation of some sort. I didn't read the full article. All I saw was that the headline. I was like, oh man, that kind of sucks. Uh, Howard Hessman for. For my generation, it was WKRP in Cincinnati. He made radio look cool. <laughs> I mean, the show did. He made what we do look cool. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then, after that show, he then went to star in a show called Head of the Class, where he, uh, he was a teacher of like um, really smart students in kind of like a, a low, I don't want to say low income, but they definitely were like troubled students who were really smart. Um, it was during that time in the nineties, I think <laughs> where, where it was like dangerous minds where the, the, the teacher comes in to teach troubled youths, the way of the world kind of thing, except this was set in a sitcom world. Um, and he was in, he was on the show for a, a season, maybe a season and a half. It also introduced the world to Robin Givens, who later at that time became Mike Tyson's first wife. Uh-huh. Um, and then after he left the show, I don't remember why he left, uh, but then they brought in Billy Connolly, the stand-up comic, to kind of do a couple more seasons. I think it lasted a, a little longer than people thought because the show was actually pretty good. Um and but after that, I don't remember seeing much of Howard Hessman after that. Um, I think that if you like, he, he was more like walk on, he didn't really star in anything after that. At least, not that I remember. You're probably calling him up on IMDb. Oh, uh, yeah, because no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're like, I'm like, yeah, have I seen him since Hand of the Class? <laughs> like, I don't. I don't maybe, remember. Let me see. Let me see. Maybe like he... a cameo, like a one, like a one off where people can go, oh my God, that's Howard Hessman. And then nothing. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, his last last uh, thing was dirty politics. Uh, big oil, apparently. I don't know what that was, uh, but uh, that yeah. sounds like a made-for-TV movie. 
and then he was fresh off the boat. He did a did a couple of uh, oh, okay. things, Mr. Yeah. Royce, in, in that movie, in that show. I mean, uh, fresh off the boat. Um, Emmett and Pepperland was a short. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Silver Skies. He played Billy. Uh, Crispin and Vaughn TV movie. <laughs> Nick Harper. I'm um, trying to find something that would be kind of stepping out. Nobody in our audience. Well, maybe our audience. Michael Molly. He did Otis in uh, in a TV series. Did an episode of, of Michael Molly. So again, like again, your walk on uh, kind of stuff. I think is what we're looking at here. Uh, yeah, Drop Dead Diva. He was a uh, Cole Lambert in an episode. CSI. Uh, he was a uh, uh, Doctor Allen in an episode. Yeah, so a lot of this is uh, thing. Uncle Meat in Halloween two in two thousand nine. So there you go. It's probably the biggest movie he's been in since uh, thing. Uh, the Rocker uh, in two thousand eight. He played Gator. Um, I think that's the one with the guy from The Office. I can't think of his name. Who plays the drummer of a kids band? Okay, um, Rain Wilson. Yeah. Uh, is it Rain Wilson? Yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah, the rest of it's the most of it. Most of the two early two thousands were uh, TV series, one offs uh, episodes uh, that he uh, ran through. Because I'm like going thing. I'm back in the nineties now, and um, I'm trying to find something that was would have been something to say. Hey, there, there's something. Two guys are going to pizza place. He was Mr. Bergen. Wow. All right. Um. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, had the class and W, the, oh, the new WKRP in Cincinnati in the 90s. He did Dr. Johnny Fever. Okay. Um, which, which probably that was the next year. So he probably, that's the reason why he left, uh, ahead of the class. Cause that end his 86 to 90 and then 91 is when he did, um, the new, the new WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So he probably probably followed the money. Yeah. Oh, he wanted to be Dr. Johnny Fever again. He sure. wanted to make this cool again. <laughs> right. Uh, so rest in peace there, Howard Hesman. Um, anyway. He'll be missed. Uh, yes. Uh, especially every every Thanksgiving for that <laughs> clip. <laughs> the turkey drop. <laughs> the turkey drop. <laughs> God is my anyway. witness. <laughs> I thought <laughs> turkeys could fly. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, let's see. I want to start off with uh, Joss Whedon seems to want to put his foot in his mouth. Okay. I don't know if uh, you and I are Buffy fans, especially your wife is a really big major Buffy Buffy yes. Slayer fan. Um, uh, also, Firefly. Um, Good well, show. Right. Apparently, um, over the course of time, his star has been tarnished greatly since his time in Justice him, he was hired to basically help with the finish of Justice League. Um, a lot of stuff was cut. We know we, we've talked about the Ray Fisher stuff um, and the Gal Gadot stuff. Um, but apparently he did an interview. And the interview actually is relatively old. Um, I don't know why they just finally decided to publish it. Uh, weirdly enough, they published it on Martin Luther King's birthday. I, I, don't, I don't know if, that, if the publishers did that purposely or not feels like they kind of did but whatever in the article uh, also too um, during his time on Buffy and Angel when Charisma Carpenter got pregnant uh, 
apparently he wasn't nice to her and is one of the reasons why she left the show or was leaving the show because she was becoming a mom and he was being kind of really horrible to her because of it. Um, also, I take this for what it's worth. Uh, he's kind of, he's kind of, his humor is very mean. Mm. Uh, you know, um, his ex-wife, when they got divorced, basically kind of said that he was like a fake woman, fake, fake womanizer, fake feminist that he, that people say he writes, you know, he's all pro women, but he's kind of a piece of shit. Take that for what it's worth. Cause it is coming from the ex-wife's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people still like him, still want to work with him. I mean, Firefly, um, anything, you know, uh, during that time, uh, both Avengers movies, something you never heard anybody say anything bad about Joss Whedon on the two movies that he did for Marvel. I, I don't take that for what it's worth. But anyway, in this article, one of the things, two of the things that he said, which I say puts his foot in his mouth was uh, three actually uh, was one that uh, he would never never threatened uh, Gal's career like apparently it was said that you know that she that if she didn't do something he would ruin her career mm-hmm. uh, and that caused her to go to the studio and it kind of squash it real fast uh, he says I never said that who does that and he did kind of say that because Gal's from Israel English isn't her first language <laughs> And that he has a tendency to kind of talk very flowery and and not necessarily people don't really understand him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so take that take that for what it's worth. Uh, she did respond that I by saying I understood him perfectly. <laughs> no. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the other one is uh, he did. Obviously, Ray Fisher has come at him pretty hard. Um, Joss was pretty much kind of as blunt as he could put it. He's like, look, a lot of his stuff got cut. He ain't that great of an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) let's see. I'm going to say the quote was, uh, uh, let's see. However, when it comes to Ray Fisher's claim, we didn't insist he wasn't alone in thinking Fisher's cyborg performance was up to task. Wheaton claims... He worked closely with Fisher on all the changes, uh, read reductions to Cyborg's role in Justice League, and that they had a fine relationship while working on the film. Wheaton now insists that Fisher is, quote, a malevolent force. Uh, we're talking about a bad actor in both senses. Huh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see. He claims the cult. Uh, finally, Wheaton doesn't outright blame Zack Snyder for all the backlash he's received over Justice League. He claims the cult of Snyder Bros did come at him in the filmmaking in the filmmaker's name, even after Warner Brothers released his Zack Snyder Justice League on HBO Max last year. He's like, I don't know who started it, the online hate campaign. I just know in whose name it was done. Uh, in the beginning, the internet raised me up, and the modern internet pulled me down. The perfect symmetry is not lost on me. <laughs> huh. Um of course, you know, after that was announced, after it came out, you know, of course they had, uh, what do you call it, Ray Fisher had to come out from underneath whatever rock he's in to kind of make a comment. Uh, you huh. know, it's just like, I just feel like, and Charisma Carpenter basically made the comment of like, he still can't apologize, own up for what he did, and just apologize and move on. Hmm. <laughs> so, I, it's one of those things where it's like, 
uh, hate the creator like the work. <laughs> you know, like you can hate Dr. Frankenstein till the cows come home, but you got to admit, he created the monster. That's kind of fucking cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, we probably wouldn't have a lot of strong female leads in TV and movies. Right. And I, I'm not saying that he led the he's the only person on that that blazed that path but he is one of the few people who got acknowledged for it um right like you know so it's kind of like i feel like it's the same backlash that jk rowling's gets because she's not very um i don't want to say i'd say transphobic or definitely uh has her viewpoints on the genome of people right. <laughs> and uh, identity and that's a shame because a lot of people who are of the outcasts uh, of society kind of tend to lean towards the Harry Potter novels as like a like a, a comfort and safe zone. And when you find that the creator isn't really on your side, it, it tends to kind of make you it's – a, it's a bitter pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like oh, I'm never going to read Harry Potter again or I, do, I dedicated a patch of skin to – the books that I love so much and now I find out that, that the person who created it isn't really in my camp. What do I do? <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you, you just kind of separate the two. Like you can love Buffy the Vampire Slayer until the cows come home. You can love Angel and kill. I love those shows. I love Firefly. Like if, if, if Joss Whedon were to say, yeah, I'm bringing back everybody for Firefly too, or, you know, he'd be like, oh, my God, thank God. Like people would just completely forget everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind of the world we live in, almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you as as could pull something out that everybody would enjoy, he'd be like, "Who? what What did he do? Ah, who cares? You know? Right. <laughs> um, so I just figured I'd start off with that because it was kind of news fair for a little bit. Um, also, Ed? You've seen No Way Home. Yes. Spoilers. There's other Spider-Man in the movies. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, spoiling it. We talked about it before. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are both in the movie as Peter Parker's. Um, however, funny enough, I thought this was interesting how the world, how people can still be friends after they've dated because apparently... Andrew Garfield lied to ex Emma Stone to keep his Spider-Man No Way Home role a secret. <laughs> the actor said on a podcast that she kept on texting him and asking about his involvement in the most recent MCU installment. Um, unlike Spider-Man No Way Home co-star, it seems Andrew Garfield's really good at keeping secrets. Uh, he was on an episode of Josh Harwitz's Happy Sick if you podcast. Um, I guess to discuss tick tick boom, but uh, while well, he's like he he says Emma kept texting me. He shared on the podcast. She was like, "Are you in this new Spider Man?" And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She was like, "Shut up, just tell me." <laughs> <laughs> Which when he's reading that, I can hear her say that. <laughs> I can hear her voice. <laughs> he could continue. He's he's like he's like I'm I'm like honestly I don't know. I kept it going with her. And then when she saw it, she was like, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, just, I just find that very funny. Like, first of all, the two of them were, I know, during the time that they were Spider-Man, well, he was Spider-Man and she was um, Gwen. Oh. 
But I find that like even after all these years that they're still friendly enough to her to be like, hey, are you in that new Spider-Man movie? He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, shut up. <laughs> just tell me. I don't know what you're talking about. And then it finally comes back out and just texts him, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he probably laughed his ass off. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Um, another thing, since we're talking about reboots and people from the past, uh, apparently Zach Levi says a Chuck reboot could happen soon. Really? Uh-huh. This was back in January 15th. So, again, um, Zachary Levi recently gave fans an update on the Chuck reboot, saying that it could happen sometime soon. Uh, the actor has been featured in a number of more mainstream projects over the past years. Uh, but one of his most beloved shows, critically came roles, came from the television Chuck, where he played the, the title character for six years. Um uh, let's see. And since the debut, Chuck received praise from critics for his ability to smartly blend comedy with action thrills. Let's see. Uh, Zachary Levi himself has expressed interest in a Chuck reboot as well. Uh, the actor has stated before that he has discussed the possibilities with the rest of the cast, all whom are open to returning, and that he just needed the right script to get the series creators on board. Hmm. Uh, now, during an interview with Michael Rosenbaum's Inside You podcast, which I listened to, I haven't listened to that one, but it's a really good podcast it's Michael Rosenbaum is the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville he has his friends come on basically and they talk <laughs> uh, Zachary uh, he revealed that he's close to making something happen he recaps that he's been trying to make the reboot since 2012 and adds that how predominant streaming has become it would be easy to make and release something he says that quote the time is nigh <laughs> and that he has been promising conversations with Schwartz and Fedek, uh, who address before addressing fans and knowing that it'll happen one day. Uh, his full comment is, "I've been trying to make a Chuck movie since before we even finished the show. Uh, like I was always like for for almost no money and no time, we were basically making a mini action movie every week anyway. And so if we had a little more budget and a little more time, we could make something some really killer little Chuck movies and put them online or whatever the heck." I've been literally trying to do this since 2012, and dude, I feel like the time is nigh. Yeah, I've had some very good, promising conversations with the creators. We had a really lovely get-together to catch up. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, we did a Chuck Reunion Zoom deal, and it was so great. I mean, I think it was a great reminder for everybody just how special and magical our little family was. Again, he's, you know goes on to talk about it. I think we're close to making something happen, which I'm super excited about. I think it works perfectly because, you know, it's a Warner Brothers show. It's owned by Warner Brothers. And I think that with, we have all the streamers now on HBO Max. We can easily start making some movies and putting them there. Right. So, you know, I... I'll be honest. Don't really remember watching a lot of the Chuck, the TV show when it first aired. I think I watched it when it first aired. Um, some of the episodes and I kind of fell off. Um, but I do own them on Blu-ray, the entire series. I don't think I've finished the series, but I have definitely. It's it's in my like collection, and that if it ever gets cheap enough, I'm going to buy it digitally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did at one point because I bought it. <laughs> it did it did get cheap digitally because uh, I do own the Chuck series. Uh, I think it was like twenty bucks for all all wow. five, five seasons. So I was like, you know, like I couldn't pass that up. Um, I saw the first, I definitely saw the first couple seasons. I 
I'm trying to think. I got up to, I think season three, and then and then again, it's one of the things that just dropped off because other commitments happened during that time, and it wasn't like I had a system. I think we had DVR capability at the time, but you know, it was like you know, like you 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 DVR it, but you don't like. It's like ah, uh, like you know, like. I, you know like now i'm like four episodes behind now i'm five episodes behind you know it's right. it's harder and harder now to, to dig your swipe out of that and you're like and at the time when when chuck was out i mean like this is before you know really ruku was a, a big thing and and or or you know fire stick and you know how to get it you know easily so i did like one day it was like i saw it and i was like i was like oh you know what for the whole thing i'm like yeah, i'm gonna buy it and i just ended up buying it uh, and I, I still haven't watched it, but now I have it digitally. I do have, I think I have every season on DVD. Uh, I don't think I'd have it on Blu-ray. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah, every, every once in a while I was circling around and then one day it was like 20 bucks and you, and that's the thing, like with, with voodoo, you have to jump on things. You can't, you know, right. like me you know, meander. Cause the whole time I'm, I'm like, I don't know, like the whole Highlander series for $18 and you know, you're going, is, is that worth it? Am I gonna really watch it? And like, nah, nah, nah. now it's forty bucks. Yeah, it's on sale <laughs> right. for forty bucks, and you're like, oh, I should have bought it eighteen. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, speaking of revivals, apparently, King of the Hill revival announced by series creators. <laughs> Were you a fan of King of the Hill? I, I, you know, I, I watched it. Um, and and again, that that's one of those shows you just drop off on. But I did watch it through reruns, and there was like there was a season like of this whole like kind of like subplot kind of thing, like you know, like you know, like a lot of live shows, it's just like one offs, and you just you know you laugh and you move on, and you know the uh-huh. the the actors kind of or the characters kind of grow, and they really don't. And they now there's a new situation comes up every time, like. Sometimes, like King of the Hill, like there was like a there was things going on that like kind of continued on in the show, and you're like, oh my god, like it was it was kind of a smart smart show. Um, it, well, it was, it was created by Mike Judge, the guy who created uh, Beavis and Butthead, right? Uh, which makes people like um, it's both Greg Daniels and Mike Judge have uh, decided to form a new animation company called Bandera Entertainment. So. So you were saying? So yeah, I mean, I I've watched most of it. And it's it's a it's 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 a good show. I mean, I, I would I mean, it's not if if you if you have other things to watch, watch that. <laughs> but if you have nothing else to watch, and and you know, like like I do, I like I liked Beavis and Butthead when they came out. You know, on on MTV, and you know, I I, I have the movie. I love that love that movie. Um, and and you know, uh when king of the hill came out on on uh on fox it was it was just like it was it was a good show it was like it really was like like a lot of it got preempted because of football like a lot of it right. like would you would not see it because football happened and and they were like the seven o'clock spot or seven thirty spots so you they would get knocked out and you would have to watch it like at eight o'clock uh whatever because like it was like it was Sunday animation domination kind of thing. Right. They had Simpsons and then they had uh, Family Guy and uh, other shows. Uh, they, they did have uh, uh, what's that one? American Dad and and um, a Cleveland Show. And there was a whole bunch. A Futurama, I think, was a part of that at one time. Was it? Maybe. Maybe not. 
no, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was, was kind of like the original animation domination. It was like, um, right. But they mean Simpsons, um, Futurama, King of the Hill, Family Guy. Um, I think that was that was it. That was their big and the original lineup. Right. And it was uh, insane, and that, like it lasted for years, and it was good. But like, like, like King of the Hill got clipped a lot because of the that you know. I remember Futurama got clipped a couple of times because of the because of I think it was on an earlier time right. frame. And you're going, I like that show, and you you know, like like I end up watching most of it like when through Comedy Central or or uh, Science uh, Science Channel or something like that, like watching it yeah, that way. I binge watched it when it was on uh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah, that's when I finally I. I saw like maybe like one or two episodes when it was when it first aired and again because it's football got preemptive or or just canceled altogether um <clears throat> but when it finally it was one of the first things i think i binged watched on netflix like because i remember going i remember this show being pretty good and you know i heard lots of good things about it and then after it left fox it then got revived on comedy central and they made new episodes and then it got canceled on an uh, Comedy Central and then moved to Sci-Fi Channel with new episodes. It had like three iterations, but I think the show lasted like ten seasons. I think overall, yeah. By by the time it got done, um, and not and not every season became like you know when it was on Fox. It was like oh here's twenty four episodes, awesome. But then when it finally hit like Comedy Central, it's like thirteen. Like as it got like oh here's season ten, it's like twelve episodes. And you're like all right, and the show wasn't bad i mean I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it especially like i said since i binged watched it um i don't remember why maybe it was was i unemployed at the time maybe i was i don't remember <laughs> i just remember just binge watching it like all day long and for like a few days and just being like okay i saw it feel like i've checked off a a, a box like because I was always interested in it, and never like it's like when I said I when I finally finished every season of the American Office, I was like, okay, tick that one off. <laughs> you know, so having to since, but King of the Hill, I've I think I watched it when it was on when Fox had it on reruns. Because after the show, I don't think the show went off the air, but what they would do is like Monday through Friday they would have like the animation during dinner time. It was like. Um, I think it was the um, I think it was Family Guy and King of the Hill, or it was The Simpsons and King of the Hill. It was it was some combination, and I remember seeing a couple of the episodes because I didn't want to. I'm already watching something, and I didn't feel like changing the channel. Some of them were were all right. I didn't hate I didn't hate the show, but I also didn't. It wasn't part of like I have nothing negative to say about it because I'm not deeply involved in it uh Does that makes sense yeah like I, I feel like i don't have much of an opinion i what i watched i enjoyed but i can't say i'm a hardcore fan because if i was i would have watched them all and i wasn't i just didn't really it was mostly hit or miss with me uh, as far as watching an episode i think the episodes that i watched i enjoyed but you're talking about I mean, king of the hill right king of the hill yeah, yeah okay i'm um, sorry um yeah, like I said, I mean, it's 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 one of those shows. That, like, if it was on, you watch it and you go, "Oh, it was good. It was a good. It was funny. You know, it was interesting. Or you know, it was it was a good episode." But you're going, "Hey, something else is on." You're like, yeah, right. I'm gonna watch that. You know, like, it wasn't it wasn't like something you would run out and 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 uh, and look for. You know, it just wasn't it wasn't that kind of um, show. I mean, you know, it's because like oh, thirty minutes till you know <laughs> Simpsons. 
King of the Hills on. I'm watching right. King of the Hill because right? because right. I'm early or whatever, <laughs> you know. And like, you're like, oh, I guess we're watching this show, you know. And it's not like you didn't enjoy it; you enjoyed it, but it's just not like something you go and I can't wait for next week. <laughs> like, right? What, what, what other uh, uh, episodes are the Hills going to go through? Like, what situation is this going to be? <laughs> it just wasn't that. Like, you know, it was it was fun, and and like I said, I I, I recommend it. If, if you if you haven't seen it, you know to to see it. But uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not it's not like uh, like you need to do it now. Stop the show and go <laughs> go right. watch it. Was, it. Uh, it was Greg Daniels was talking to the Hollywood Reporter because they just started this new Bandera Entertainment uh, animation company, and one of the things that they're doing is they're rebringing back King of the Hill. Uh, in the in since he was talking to the Hollywood Reporter, he basically said we're really excited. To, in, to go into different tones and different styles and try to expand the animation art form. Uh, we're in the golden age for content, right? That's animation too. Uh, that was one of the things we were talking about in founding the company. Let's push animation into all these different genres. Um, mostly what Bandera is doing is trying to get us in more of a supervisory goal. That's what we've been really concentrating on, using our taste and the people we've worked with and trying to help other people achieve their visions that we think are cool. Uh, he mentioned before Judge... He mentioned... Daniels mentioned before Judge timed in, uh, there's one show that I might be a co-creator of, but the rest is mentoring other people and getting people together and being a studio in that regard. Um, Daniels said that I'm running shows that I've created, and it's very much fun, intense thing. I love that all there, and getting the stuff, having different experiences, different ideas... Um, but they said that one of the things you're going to try doing is, is getting back the King of the Hill. So, all right, there you have it. <laughs> King of the Hill fans, new, new, uh, new life is being brought back to your show. Um, Ed, I know you're, you're not much of a gamer, but I just want to throw this one blurb out. Microsoft apparently is the Disney of video games. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not, but Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard in a mega deal worth almost seventy billion dollars. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard things. Uh, Activision was a, and Blizzard, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's the it would be Microsoft's biggest ever acquisition, um, the by far the biggest deal ever in the video game business as well as the largest tech deal to date. Uh, Activision Blizzard's lineup includes Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, and Hearthstone. According to Microsoft, the deal will accelerate the growth of its gaming business across mobile, PC, console, and cloud. will provide building blocks for the metaverse. <sighs> the deal is expected to close in Microsoft's fiscal year of 2023, which ends June 30th, 2023, by the way, and is sub subject to regulatory review and approved by Activision Blizzard shareholders. So it's on the table. They acquired it, but it still has to go through. Um, yeah, I don't... I'll be honest, I'm not... Like, look, um, let's face it, they are... Um, they bought a company that's kind of in hot water <laughs> as of late, which is weird. If like there's um, there is like talks of sexual harassment, abusement of coworkers, uh, so maybe they bought them real cheap. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I, I bring it to the, the show because as a gamer, I'm like, and as a fan of Diablo, I'm like, are these sons of bitches going to force me to buy an Xbox because I want to play Diablo 4? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's exactly. Also, I mean, if, if, you, if you're right, if it's like, the, and, I, and I think you're right, if it's the Disney of, of video games, they, they I mean, they, they, they're by their, it's exclusivity. And you know, and and that's and that's what Microsoft's been doing with with Xbox. It's like you, you know, whatever game, if if it, if if they eventually puts it on another system, it'll be over a year, you know, before right. it comes out. And you're going really like, like I want to play this game, but I don't want to buy an Xbox. It's like, well, you can play it right now if you have an Xbox. So you you kind of have to do that. And and I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's, it's smart. It's, it really it's bad enough they bought Bethesda. And that hurts me, too, because I'm a fan of, you know, like, Doom and uh, Elder Scrolls. And I'm like, son of a bitch, they're going to... I hope they worked at a deal before they got bought where, like, you know, Skyrim 6 is going to be on all consoles. Because I don't want to... Like, there is that part of me It's like, I might actually have to buy, like, a, like a Xbox Series X or S just to be able to play these new games that are coming out from companies that I like because fucking Xbox is purchasing them all. I don't give a shit about Halo. I give a shit about Diablo. Right. <laughs> like, and that's exactly I it. Shit. I don't care about Call of Duty one iota. You know what? Fuck you. Keep a, keep Call of Duty. I, I you know, I mean, it's going to suck for PlayStation owners because a lot of, a lot of the years have gone by where Call of Duty, it's like play it first on PlayStation. You're like, Oh, that's not going to happen anymore. Sucks to be you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> You can hear collective no go through the gaming world when it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Myself included, because I'm just like, oh, I was really looking forward to Diablo 4 because, well, shit. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to buy, like, am I going to get back into computer gaming? Because I could get the Xbox Game Pass and play those games on PC. Maybe. <sighs> I don't. I don't. Well, and that's the thing. That, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, 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 uh, how how much is an Xbox now? Like, what what's um, the right the, X, the Xbox Series S, that's the new one, is three hundred dollars. Okay. Again, not not super bad, but the problem is it only comes with a five hundred gig hard drive. Okay. And it's an SSD hard drive, so if you wanted to expand it to the one terabyte uh, SSD card that they have, that's two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> so you're paying almost $500 for a digital system where the actual Xbox Series X, the physical one, the big black monolithic looking one, that's $500 and it comes with one terabyte. Well, the the, the thing is you also have to do is, is the fact is it's like, well, what's what's cheaper? Because like, like you're not going to you're not going to lose like a laptop and play Diablo like it's just not happening. You're 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 gonna have to get a high end machine, that's, um, you know, gonna be like two thousand dollars. You know, like because right. you're gonna right. need a high end graphics card. You're gonna need like a like you said, you're gonna need like a one terabyte stereo. You know, a, a solid state drive. You know, you're gonna need a, a high end processor to handle it. You know, so you, so by all said and done, by the time you you purchase it. You spent two thousand. I'm like, and you're going fall for five hundred bucks with a one terabyte, you know, system. I can get a, an Xbox. So you're going for a quarter of the price. I can get the same thing, you know, like you know, get the same experience, and you know, 
and that's and that's that's what they're banking on. But but it's just like there was no games. Like everybody's going, all right, you know, they got this and this, but nobody's only the like those you know toxic gamers want to play like you know uh, Halo and 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 uh, you know uh, the the, the uh, was it Call of Duty, you know they like it it that's the you know like then the sports and that's you know and so they like it's like well what if we expand our brand you know what if we get you know like bethesda now and 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 uh, uh blizzard and and activision and you know you, you're 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 you know now you're going to get more of these titles that are going to be exclusively only on xbox now because they're not going to share it some they might depending on the agreements that they had with those companies beforehand because that's the thing you got to you know look at is going what did they agree on you know like like you know and it's like a lot of those things have to happen even if even if microsoft buys them they'll try and figure out the loophole in it but odds are if they have to release it on all systems they will they might drag their feet on it you might not see it for over a year but they'll do it you know like they'll go all right well we'll put a playstation version out because we have to you know not that we want to but because it was we were you know Blizzard already set that up or Activision already set that up so we 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 can't you know not not do this for this series of games or whatever so you might luck out that way but odds are you know they're going to find every way you know any loophole they can to not do that um or or uh, you know delay it enough that you're just you get frustrated enough you're going I want to play this game now I'm going to buy an Xbox, you know, like <laughs> I'm just going to throw the money down and just do it, you know, kind of thing. And then, you know, now you're an Xbox player. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, spe- well, speaking of gaming, I uh, total sidebar off the news. Um, Sony has done their year in review, like as a player, and we do this, they do it every year. Like they give you like, Hey, Sean, here's your stats for the year 2021. Do you want to know what they are? And just click here. Um, so if you you're a PlayStation person, if you mm-hmm. want, you can go to I think PlayStation.com, sign in and on the app, and they'll give you like your 2000 your 2021 wrap up, um, and you get like little icons for for participating. Um, mm. So I I have my stats. I forgot to bring this to mention. I forgot to bring this up at the beginning of the show because I it's in my messages. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed. My 2021 wrap-up, I, I, w- I was a busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> I logged in 848 total hours of gaming last year. Okay? Um, now, the breakdown of that was 305 of that was from PlayStation 5 titles, because I just got my PlayStation 5. Um, and the majority of 543 hours, 64% of my total playtime was PS4 titles. Um, c- clearly. Um, I played 844 hours locally. I played four hours online. Um, those hours break down into a total of 194 total days played. How many? 194 days. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That was two-thirds of a year. I, I have spent gaming. Oh my god! <laughs> those those are um, those are low numbers. I got to pump that up this year. I got goals. <laughs> I got to beat that. I got to beat that. Here's what I've played in 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 last year. I've only played forty one games, forty one of them. Wow. Now, granted, the, the, now forty one games does not necessarily mean I finished forty one games. It just means I played forty one games. I could have played one game for like three hours and be like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm done. But it counts, right? <laughs> However, 
here's uh, all new place characters. Let's see. I played my number one game for 2021 was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I logged in 122 hours. Wow. All right. Followed closely by Hitman 3, Ed. 97 hours. <laughs> okay. Now, Far Cry 6, which I purchased and played and finished, and uh, I played 94 hours. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't know if you remember for a while I was playing that game called Judgment on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Really, really loved that game. Thought it was awesome. I'm, I'm waiting to hopefully we'll get it on the sequel on the PS5. Um, I played. I put 77 hours into that. <laughs> All right. And then my t- rounding up the bottom five was Im- Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I put in 70 hours. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. I during my time last year, I earned 547 new trophies. Hmm. Yeah, um, my trophy, my 2020 trophy cabinet was three platinum, seventeen gold, eighty nine silver, and four hundred and thirty eight bronze. See <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other interesting? Um, okay, in twenty twenty one, there were thirty seven monthly PS Plus games. Um, I think I downloaded them. I think I added them all to my thing. Uh, anything else? Show show them one a year, and uh, they gave me like four. Um, like profile icons for uh, Death Stranding, Destruct the Destruction Derby One, Ratchet and Clank, and Returnal. I'm like, all right, look at me putting logging in those hours. Seems kind of small though, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to start off my new year off right. Just go, I'm, I've been I'm gaming. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna try bumping up those numbers. I'm gonna try to get 200 hours. <laughs> 200 days. 200 in. days. <laughs> 200 days. <laughs> I need I need more than half a year worth of gaming. <laughs> it was two thirds of a year of gaming. <laughs> right, crazy. I mean, uh, some would say that's a lot of that's a lot of gaming. Like I have free time. I got you know, like on Tuesdays and Wednesdays I'm off. Stacy goes to work. I kind of clock in. I'll log in and I'll game all day. I'll pick something and I'll just play all day. Um, so I, there you go. That's that's. If you want, go to Sony.com or Sony or PlayStation.com. You can find out what you did. <laughs> we can compare notes. <laughs> David, like, who are you? Did you play at all? I, I think I've heard that name. Like, Ed, yes, you, your biggest game was God of War. You've put in three hours. <laughs> nah, I put more than three hours of God of War. Uh, but that was probably two years ago now. Uh, probably put a lot of hours in for uh, Cyberpunk. That was probably the last because that's the right. last game I played. That was you know that's the one I got frustrated the most with. Um, here, though, here's the big question: Can you remember? And this might be tough. I don't know. Oh, a day you didn't play video games last year at all? Like you know, you like you didn't put an hour in, or uh, I mean, there. Like, look, there are days where I don't play. Like, um, you know, yesterday I did play. <laughs> there was a yes oh no <laughs> no no because i recently because um i recently went through my 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 digital library and one of the things i per- I had digitally was um the pga 2k 21 and i was like you know what let me download that again because i haven't played it in a long time and i they must have did some sort of the ps5 has made it all 
I thought it was already a pretty looking game anyway. Mm-hmm. But with the PS5, the graphics just something just it looks like fucking real. It's weird. Hmm. Um, and I was I've been dab, but just kind of to me a golf game is something like oh I got like a half hour to kill. I'm kind of tired, but I'm not really. I don't want to go to bed. Let me get like a, a quick 18 in. Hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I got my first hole in one yesterday. <laughs> I was so proud. I was like, oh, my God, this game's over a year old, but I finally got a hole-in-one. I got a trophy for it. And I was like, yay. <laughs> um, I mean, there are days like where I do remember being like, okay, well, I don't have time because I'm either going to work and then when I come home from work, Stacy wants to watch something on TV. Um, maybe like Wednesday I might not have watched and I might not have a game because uh, I, there's, I was doing a lot of run around this past week. Yeah, as far as like like errands is the mm. best way to put it. Um, and that by the time I got home, I was either too tired to play, or I'd rather watch a movie, just something where I can just veg and not have to worry about it. Um, I think like since now I'm I'm in that that I'm, like I call it a dead zone where I want to I'm eager to play Horizon Forbidden West, which comes out on the 18th of February. So like right now I'm in that. Well, what do I have to play? What can I use? What can I do to kill, t- quote unquote, kill time? Um, that's where Cyberpunk comes in. Um, Skyrim comes in. Uh, the PGA golf game came in. I was just kind of like, just stupidly. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, oh, let me just play that. It seems like a quick game. I should be able to just kind of. To me, golf was a relaxing thing, so I was like, let me relax just by playing some. Uh, so that's going to be just kind of a filler until Horizon. Then it'll be like, boom, Horizon. Apparently to finish the game i think there's like it's like a total of 66 hours i think for the for the storyline mm-hmm. i think to get everything and i'm like i'm i'm a kind of want to get everything kind of person so that that'll probably be up there and then i this is i mean part of me got it for show content and a part of me elden ring comes out at the end of february mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the game by the makers who do dark souls and we've had I've had conversations on on the show. The Dark Soul games are the kind of the games that you die mercilessly all the time. And you're <laughs> supposed to learn how to do stuff, and I feel like this is gonna piss me off. Um, I'm like I I I I pre-ordered it for the stupid not stupid reasons. One, it looked it looks gorgeous because it's a PS5 game. It's also the storylines written by George R R Martin. Apparently, he's got time to write the story for and lore for a video game but not finish book seven of fucking the game of thrones theories but whatever um (laughs) uh and and it comes with in this game you have a a ring like an actual ring that calls your spiritual like a a steed like a horse Mm -hmm. and they give you a replica of that ring um i thought was cool I'm like, oh, you get that as a pre-order bonus? Ah, I think I pre-ordered the. I think I pre-ordered the game, which then everyone around me goes, Sean, you work for the company. Why don't you just take one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I'm a sucker. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. Oh, two, two things. I'm like, I could do that. Sure, we usually get extras, and if we don't, well, what happens to fall in my pocket? Oh well. But I'm also kind of. I also give these games like a chance to be like, well, maybe this is the one that I actually enjoy. Like, I'll try it. Also, too, GameStop has been doing these guaranteed to love it things where you buy a game and if you don't like the game, you hold on the receipt. And if you don't like the game, you can return it within the first 48 hours to get uh, a a trade credit for the full value of the game. So Hmm. uh, 
and it's not all the games. They do pick games where, like, the poke the new Pokemon game. Mm. It's one of them. It's like, oh, here, if you don't like the Pokemon game, you know, it comes out on a Friday. Bring it back to the store before Sunday uh, with the receipt, and we'll give you sixty dollars in trade credit. It's like, oh, okay, that's great and all, but who the fuck doesn't like a Pokemon game? Pokemon players, like, <laughs> like you're not gonna like. I don't know anybody. Very rarely, I think Cyberpunk was one of the games where it was a guarantee to love it, but not many people did that either. I think I had like two people. I think at the time that came in were like, you know, this game's crap. I I, I want my money back, and we we honored that. Um, now uh, I think Elden Ring's also one of those titles, so I might be like, okay, well. I'm going to install it, play it, the shit out of it for 48 hours and maybe decide whether or not I like it or not. And if I don't like it, I'll trade it in. I'll I'll get my trade credit back because I got games coming out. I got the Tiny Tina's Wonderland coming out in March anyway, so I can just roll that over on that. Wait, what? Huh? What? What Tiny Tina's? Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Yeah. What the hell is that? um, Okay, well, the game Borderlands. It's a first-person action shooter. Okay. Uh, it, it actually, for those people who are unaware of it, it actually, um, it was, I think, Borderlands 2. Uh, Tiny Tina is a character, a, a little girl on this planet who creates a game called, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, something in Badasses. It's kind of like a spoof on Dungeons and & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and... She's the dungeon master, or um, the uh, um, bunker, bunkers and badasses. I think it's called. Oh, okay. Um, and she's the DM or the BM, I guess you can kind of call it in this case. <laughs> and and it's like tongue in cheek, kind of. She's playing it. She's getting the other crewmates to play this campaign. And while you're, it's a first person shooter, but you here's a dragon coming at you, or here's. Uh, skeletons with shields and swords and you're shooting at them and while you're playing it there's kind of like an audio commentary like the you know and it's 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 tongue-in-cheek um but that game was so popular that they decided to make a full version of that game for the systems um weirdly enough though the reason why i bring this up is because and i got i got suckered i guess um this past month they were selling the game the 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 expansion or the the spinoff game for mm-hmm. like five bucks for on the PlayStation Store, so I bought it. I was like, and it's fun, you know. It's it's a Borderlands game. It's a first person shooter. I like it, but I guess if I would have waited like a week or two later, it's going to be the free downloadable game for your PlayStation Plus member. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 like, I only spent five bucks for it, and it's not that big of a deal. But it's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> see, see, the best part about this is this is not the first time this has happened to you. And it's just, it's. I, I know it's terrible. <laughs> no, it's it's. I mean, like I said it's it's. Well, yeah, I know. Like, hey, I bought Cruella, and and Cruella comes out. Like, yeah. But this one to me, I was like, it's five bucks at the time. I was like, it's five bucks. You know, maybe I should play this one. I'm really excited for the the big version of the game because it looks like a lot of fun. It's a first person shooter, and I like the world of Borderlands. And Tiny Tina is a a, a phenomenal character. Mm. It's funny. It's full of like humor and action and, and I was like well I'm gonna play it. it's five bucks Pfft, I got five bucks I mean I, I spent 4.99 in fucking movies why not spend 4.99 for a video game 
you know <laughs> it's not like super duper and it was like on super duper sale because i think normally it's like a 20 dollar game so mm-hmm. i would have been more pissed if i played like a full value for it and then right. find out it's gonna be the free game i would have been like you son of a bitch can i get my money back <laughs> you know but now it's more like well it is what it is i'll just you know like so hey ed you're a playstation plus member download the game you might like it <laughs> <laughs> I still have to. I still actually have to. I still have to put in my my yearly subscription. <laughs> I bought that a long time ago. Yeah, you should, you should do that because you get those two free games every month. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm losing out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right, I do have a couple more episodes. I have a couple more uh, items here. Um, Okay, in the weird file, of course, you did not send me the actual link. Um, <laughs> good learn, learn. Anyway. It's called show preparation. <laughs> Prep the show. Okay, anyway, so, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, the headline alone says it all. Daniel Radcliffe to play Weird Al Yankovic in Roku's first original biopic movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I so, am. I. I want to get. The, I want to get the tickets now. <laughs> for this <thing. laughs> a Weird Al biop, and it's gonna be Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, I, I know. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited to 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 see how that's gonna turn out. Um, I I don't really have much to say. I just figured you brought it to the show, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I I don't know what more to say other than Daniel Radcliffe. Weird Al, kind of, it kind of writes itself. I mean, it could be any. It doesn't have to be Daniel Radcliffe to play him. I mean, just the fact that like they're going to do a Weird Al biography movie is just like I, I, I want to know. <laughs> like, like how did he get there? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because he's a um, talent, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. Plus, also, I wonder if they're going to. I mean, I wonder how far into his career they're going to get. Is like it going to be like just until he makes it, or like is he? Gonna, are they going to do like his uh, UF U uh, UHF days? Uh, <laughs> are they going to bring about the tragedy about his parents into it? Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm like I I like Weird Al as a performer, so I'm I'm kind of all about the hey, all right, let's see where this goes, and I. I gotta be honest. Daniel Radcliffe has has definitely overperformed in a lot of movies that I've liked. Like that, uh, um, like the movie uh, where he's got the gun stapled to his hands. I, I think that's a great movie. Uh, Horns is a good movie. He's a pretty decent actor. I've I've never really been disappointed in the stuff that he's been in. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm 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 pretty excited. And weirdly enough, it's on Roku. Like. Is it going to be on the platform itself, or is it going to be in theaters? It's, I, I don't know because I didn't get the link. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> However, though, um, here's a reason to get Apple TV. Ed, what's that? Is that they're actually making a Godzilla and Titan stomp into Apple TV series? Uh, Deadline broke the news about a deal to expand Legendary's MonsterVerse into a live-action series. According to the news, the series will follow on from Godzilla vs. Kong and explores one family's journey to uncover its very secrets 
and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. Translation, not a lot of Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Godzilla series. Translation, not not a lot of Godzilla. (laughs) Without without a lot of Godzilla, he might make a cameo. (laughs) Oh my God, here's his foot. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, Godzilla. He's going to make the finale of... (laughs) Of the last of the last episode, <laughs> right? He'll be he'll be he'll be in the first episode, and then he'll be in the last episode. He'll just button it. Right? He'll be the bookends, <laughs> right? The family's following him where he's been, not where he's at. <laughs> uh, the series will be produced by Legendary Television. Uh, co-creators Chris Black and Mac Matt Fraction will executive produce. Uh, Fraction is, of course, the writer of a million great comics, including the run of Hawkeye that inspired the recent Disney Plus series. Uh, Black, who will also serve as showrunner, has written for and produced a number of series. They include Star Trek Enterprise, Mad Men, and most recently, Outcast, based on the Robert Kirkman comic. Uh, Safehouse Pictures' Jacob Harold and T- Troy Tunnel will also executive produce. Um, Toho owns the Godzilla character and has licensed the rights to legendaries for the series. It's a natural byproduct of the long-term relationship with the Fran franchise. Not much is really talking about, but I guess expect a series, sort of. (laughs) Um, All right. I got three articles for for this episode, Ed. Um, Left. Okay, this one is, uh, you know, we have the the new Batman movie coming out soon, right? Right. Uh, the Batman director explains why Robert Pattinson wears smudged eyeliner in the upcoming movie. I don't know if you've seen a bunch of stills, but he's kind of without the cowl and he's got black eyeliner. Very grungy looking. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I thought this was probably kind of like the most simplest answer. First of all, why would someone ask this question is beyond me. <laughs> why would he have eyeliner underneath it? underneath his mask, right? So, uh, the Batman director, Matt Reeves, revealed why he decided to have Robert Pattinson's version of the Cape Crusader wear a smudged black eyeliner. Basically, he's like, you can't wear the cowl and not wear that. All of the Batman wear it. <laughs> he's like, I just love the idea of taking off the mask and under there is the sweating and the dripping and the whole theatricality of it becoming the character he added. Um <laughs> Obviously, they first you know caught a glimpse of it in, the, in one of the trailers. Um, I, I just <laughs> Patterson's smudge makeup combined with his floppy part and hairstyle results of people referring to him as emo Batman and likening his look to the emo punk band My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Even Arrow star Stephen Amell, who wore smudged dark green makeup for years before getting an actual mask in the CW, applauded the look. Here's here's his quote. If you want to launch a DC franchise that has some legs, a smoky eye look is a good jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I think in Batman Returns, there's, I think there's a scene where I'm trying to remember exactly. It was I, Batman I exactly was taking, you're talking about. Yep. It takes the cow off in front of Catwoman, I think, to show him that he's Batman, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And at the beginning of it, he's wearing the, he's wearing the dark 
you know, eyeliner, you know, like gave you thing for his for his eyes to for the darkness. But I think like all of a sudden, like the next take or whatever, it's like he doesn't have it anymore. You're like, wait, right. what, it, what the it, hell happened? It, it is so blatantly obvious. Like he's walking up to her and he's got the black eyeliner on around the mat and the eyes and all that stuff. He's talking to her, and then you cut to him taking the cow and then being able to rip it off his head. But as he's grabbing it, you can see that he clearly doesn't have the eyeliner on it. Like the, the the black makeup because I am assuming that someone went well if he does that shouldn't he have it and they go we'll make him look like a raccoon, you know, because <laughs> back in the eighties they probably would have just had cake black makeup on they wouldn't have if they were smart they would have made it like a domino mask effect but whatever I don't I don't work for them, <laughs> <laughs> but they were afraid that you know if he pulled off the cow it would just be two black dots around his eyes and I guess you can clearly see his eyes white face and all underneath the cow as he rips it back up going do you just it's like I mean I understand that's Batman movie and I understand that's you know suspension of disbelief but I'm like there is no way that that would have happened you just pulled me right out of that movie for that one second Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be so impactful because you're right he's trying to reach out to to Selena Kyle by going, hey, you're not you're not Catwoman. You can come back from this. Look, I'm I'm Bruce Wayne. You're Selena Kyle. Like trying to, you can we can work this out. And and she's like, nope. <laughs> but I'm just like, wow. All right. <laughs> then you have the mechanical, the penguins taking off the dead body of the penguin. So <laughs> a lot of laughs in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and McDonald's is pissed they couldn't sell toys. <laughs> right. I mean, and. Like and also, I mean, it makes sense. Like, because nowadays you can get away with that. I think now you have to have that. Not that I'm saying it's okay for guys to wear eyeliner. I think that now people have are smart enough to realize that if your eyes are you before you go out, you got to go dab 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 dab. You got to look in the mirror and put your face on before you put your mask on. <laughs> 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 like I, it's to be called Tony Stark, Peter Parker, Captain America, even Captain America, they can get away with it. Just put it on, they go. But when you, <laughs> but you know, fucking Batman's got to sit there and go, hold on, put this, the eye spray on, you know, <laughs> get some setting spray, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, I don't. You know, they put the cow on, go, you got to make sure that the blacks match together. Because <laughs> you can't have, like, a bright black and a dark black. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine, can you imagine if, if, if Alfred didn't know, and he, he sees this, all this black makeup and this, this, this brush. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, Master Bruce, you want to, would you like to talk about something? <laughs> Master Bruce, you're never going to get phone calls. You can't go out in public in blackface. <laughs> like, it's frowned upon. You know, it's, it, it's not a good look. No, you don't understand. Alfred, it's just for my eyes. <laughs> what do you mean? I've got to paint my eyes black, and I've got to put a cow in front of it. <laughs> over it. It's a mask over a mask. <laughs> so no one recognizes me. <laughs> okay, Sure. What happens if you need to take it off? That's okay. I have, I have, I have eyeliner. That's <laughs> okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, Alfred. Trust me. I'm a professional. All right. Sure, Master Bruce. I, if you say so. Just, just careful. That's all I'm saying. 
<sighs> some people might not like the the black eyeliner look unless you're you know <laughs> all grungy. <laughs> uh, so also this is kind of a sidebar thing there is a tv show called abbott elementary out on uh, i think it's abc um do you have you heard of this show no okay well the reason why i bring it to this is i guess more of a, of a you know how i love to root for the home team kind of when it comes to tvs and movies uh it's a show created it's created by and starring West Philadelphia native Quinta Burson premiered in December and has since quadrupled the debut's rating. <laughs> so three people saw it. Right. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry to that person. But I, <laughs> actually ed i actually have the real numbers if you'd like to know in a second (laughs) i know it's not really that funny but to me it's hilarious okay you can show personal jokes i was laughing hysterically earlier about the stud finder (laughs) again it's something that was a joke that was off we call it uh was it off air? Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> no, it wasn't off. No, it wasn't air, off. Air. We told the fan on the air. We told the stud finder. Found one. The quadrupled. So it means three more people watched. <laughs> three people saw. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm good now. <laughs> is, I guess I was one of those three. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the other two? I don't know. <laughs> Probably the girl's parents. <laughs> um, Go on. <laughs> okay, well, the popular it's a popular sitcom. Oh, fucking ads. God, you fucking inquirer. You suck. Um, it's a workplace comedy. First of all, it's uh, it sits in a fictional Philadelphia public school. It became the first ABC show to quadruple its ratings since its premiere, according to reports. Uh, the show, creative, created by and starring West Philadelphia native Quinta Brunson, premiered in December and has since quadrupled in the, deb- in the debut's ratings of a .6 in the 18 to 49 demographic and 2.79 million viewers shooting up to a 2.5 rating and 7.1 million viewers in little more than a month, Deadline has reported. Uh, after 35 days of viewing, the series premiere went up 300% to the demographic to its 2.4 rating. According to the Deadline, Abbott Elementary's premiere saw the largest percentage growth from the debut, blah, 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 numbers, numbers, numbers. Um, I, Weirdly enough, I kind of, since I'm a Hulu subscriber, I just stumbled across it because I, again, as a person who lives in the city of Philadelphia, anytime something comes up, we're not, we're like, since we're so close to New York, everyone just goes to New York for movies and television. So right. whenever something is specifically based in in or around Philadelphia, I'm interested in it just because I'm curious to see how well we're represented. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that I have any kind of fake claim, like I'm like calling up ABC, excuse me, this Abbott Elementary, um, I believe it's uh, not very true to real life. I live in Philadelphia. 
<laughs> um, I've done that. I've, I've done, I have to say it. I've done that. I've, every time I see Philly cheesesteak, I'll, I'll order it no matter where I'm at. I'm like I, somewhere, I and it's too. like, what? And it's like, I'm like not even close. <laughs> like right. there was there was a smorgasbord place in um, out in like um, Amish country. I forget the name of the place, but we wanted the Shady Maples, the name of the place. And uh, we we went out there, and 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 one of the things was a thing they put it on a hot dog roll. They put the cheese steak, and it was terrible. I'm like, I returned it. I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, this is this is disgusting. Like, you need to put it actually on like a like a roll, like a regular like a long roll, not a hot dog roll. Like like this was too soft. It it makes it look it just it just tasted horrible. <laughs> give me give me your grill. Let me show you how to do it. <laughs> let me let me show you how to do it properly. You know, like the cheese was the cheese was weird. I don't even know if it's kind of because it was like it's supposed to be a whiz, but it was like I'm like that nah, was not a whiz. I don't know what the heck you uh, were doing. I, I had that similar experience out in California. When my first time out in California, they had the Philadelphia cheesesteak at a restaurant, and it was a like a ribeye steak. Between two pieces of sourdough bread, <laughs> and I don't. And the cheese was like a cheese sauce, kind of like uh, it was like a fancy cheese. It was definitely. I mean, I wasn't expecting you know provolone or I wasn't expecting cheese whiz, but it was some California like brioche or like sw- not Swiss or like some, it was. When it came out, I just kind of looked at the person like, "This is what you call a Philadelphia cheesesteak." And they're like, yeah. I'm like, look, I'll eat it because I like steak. But I'm playing you know, right now. This ain't a Philadelphia cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course they give me the look like, well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like you're not you're not in Philadelphia. You're in California. And this is what we call a Philly cheesesteak. Like <laughs> you can call it a cheesesteak. You just can't call it a Philly cheesesteak. Right. You Take the Philly call. off it. We're good. Right. <laughs> I go my way. You go your way. You take Philly off it though. Um, <laughs> I'll be back. I- but weirdly enough, I stumbled across the show on Hulu, and before I like, I watched the show was actually quite cute and funny. Like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is the greatest show ever. I'm going to watch every episode because it's on Hulu. I think I give at least at least see the premiere episode. Mm. Uh, it's your typical workplace comedy where she's all bright eyed, bushy tailed, like newcomer to the teaching world, and then you have the grizzled veteran who kind of tells you like it is, and then there's like the potential love interest dude, and the it's. Like I said, typical workplace comedy. You know, I just, it's funny to me to be like, oh, it's set in Philadelphia. What makes it, like, sometimes I'm always like, well, what makes it Philadelphian? And sometimes it's just a location and nothing else about it. Like, it's a workplace comedy. I guess, you know, the office is in Scranton, PA. Why'd they pick Scranton, PA? I don't know. It just seemed to work. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, um, I mean, again, nowhere near Philadelphia, but it's just outside Philly. So I'm always like, yeah, all right, well, sure, why not? <laughs> it's drivable. I can get there. I can get there by car. I can get there by car in a few hours. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> um, so I, I thought the show was cute. I just thought it was interesting. Like, oh my god! So the show got look. It's been a month. It could die in like three weeks. But like, oh, worst show ever canceled. <laughs> <Right>. You know. <laughs> um, but Ed, I, to finish up the show. We are engrossed in the Rock Vin Diesel feud. Yes. Okay. Uh, so much so that Vin Diesel publicly tried to bring the Rock back in for Fast Ten um, by basically kind of gaslighting him, or, or I don't know, just kind of being kind of shitty in the comment, like bringing his kids in and trying to invoke uh, 
you know, Paul Walker, like, like, dude, you got to bring the dead dude into it. And even The Rock was like, dude, that's kind of low. I'm, I'm not doing it. How dare you bring your kids and Paul Walker into it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were destined to play this role. You can't. The fans want this, blah, blah, blah. And Rock's like, look, I, I'm not going to do it. I wish everybody the best. I think uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see the franchise, you know, see where it goes. It's awesome. Everyone has. I just don't want to be a part of it. And he wasn't like rude or disrespectful about it. We talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely made a clear. It was a hard no, <laughs> as politely as the Rock could do it without trying to put his foot in someone's candy ass. <laughs> right. So, I guess Deadline has reported that they. <laughs> I guess when you can't get the Rock, you get the next best thing. <laughs> Have you seen this? No. Jason Momoa joins Fast and the Furious 10. <laughs> I know. Now that you say that, like, oh, yeah. I did see that. Like, oh, look, again, nothing against Jason Momoa. I just feel like, look, he's an actor, and if there's a role that can be played by a muscular brunette from Hawaii, <laughs> that can't be The Rock. <laughs> You get Jason Momoa, <laughs> and again, no. I, I think, I, believe it or not, I do really enjoy Aquaman. I enjoyed everything that the, that Jason Momoa has been in. I like, I, I like him as an actor, and I don't. I just find it kind of funny that he's. I don't know who he's going to be. <laughs> um, it's going to be the here it is, Brock Cop's brother, <laughs> right? According to the deadline. The first major casting for the next installment, Dominic Toretto looks to have a new counterpart to square up against. Sources tell Deadline, uh, Jason Momoa has joined the cast of F10, the next installment of the Fast and Furious series starring Vin Diesel. (laughs) Uh, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sung Kang are expected to return with Justin Lin on board to direct. Uh, Diesel and Lin are producing. Plot details are unknown at the time. Uh, The film is set to come out May 19th, 2023. Uh, the most recent film, Fast 9, uh, grossed more than $720 million in the global box office, making it one of the biggest films of that year. <laughs> as for Momoa, one of the hardest working actors in the biz, stayed that way in 2021 as he's seen in the box office smash Dune. Eh, is he? seen Dune, he's in it for like 10 minutes and he gets killed. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> as well as the hit Apple TV series C, which has had its second season premiere in the fall. Uh, he's wrecked by WME, if that matters. But I just, we need a big muscular dude to take the Rock's place. Uh, who do we get? Uh, I don't know. Uh, who you got? Uh, let's spin the wheel. What's he got? What are the criteria? He's got to be big. Okay, check. He's got to be brunette. Check. Um, I guess he. I mean, you know, clearly we we can't have. We can't have another bald person because there's only one bald person in the show that's the star, and that's Vin. I think Tyrese has gone bald, but we can, he's hardly in those movies anymore. So we can't have him bald. We can't have, you know, so who we get? Well, How about guys. we get Steve Martin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can dye his hair. That'll work out. You know, no, uh, let's see. He's got a... He's got to be a cool demeanor dude. Uh, oh, I cool mean, demeanor dude. Um, Martin Mull. 
tattoos are a plus. Oh, tattoos. Oh. <laughs> okay, so tattoos, cool demeanor, not going bald. Brunette. Hmm. Let me think about uh, this one. You know what? Not for nothing. Let's make them from, since we can't get uh, Hobbs, we can't get The Rock, because Ed, he's very proud Samoan, uh, Samoan roots. We saw that in Calvin and, Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I knew it worked. If they keep doing the Calvin Hobbs, it would get stuck in his head. Yes! <laughs> I would totally see a live action Calvin and Hobbes movie with Hobbes as The Rock and Calvin as played by the voice of Kevin Hart. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I pay money to see that movie. Uh, Anyway, um, but since we can't have Hobbes in the movie, we need someone Hobbes-like. So we need to be big, muscular, tattoos work um hmm. i guess we can have him the same lineage you know like the 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 some proud samoan lineage a proud samoan uh, lineage uh would is don ho alive <laughs> does he have uh, tattoos that's my question um i don't think don ho is i think don ho is passed um <laughs> However, I don't believe the whole lineage has any other actors in it. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's see. Well, I, I heard this person recently is getting divorced. Uh, so he's going to have a lot of time on his hand. Might need a place to live. Uh, so, might need some extra cash. Right. Might need a little extra scratch. Maybe, you know, he's got a divorce to finalize and pay for. I'm thinking maybe Jason Momoa. <laughs> I he's maybe he's not doing nothing. <laughs> let's let's ask him. Yeah, uh, dude, I'll do it. <laughs> Hold on, let me drink a beer and throw an axe. <laughs> do I get my shirt on? Uh, look, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's part of my contractual obligation. I have to have at least one scene without my shirt on. No, no, it's a Fast Furious movie. Um, we'll. we'll We'll, we'll, you'll have your shirt off at least once. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll guarantee it. <laughs> right. We'll probably make you Charlize Theron's like love interest as a bad guy or like her muscle, and you have to go against Dominic Toretto, and you know, you know, because it's Fast Ten and Fast Eleven. We got to make you know, we got to find a way to make you be like The Rock, but not really The Rock, and then we're gonna subliminally have Dominic Toretto beat your ass at least once in this movie uh, because we know it's going to be a, a like a if this was the rock this is what would happen moment <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe who knows i just feel like <sighs> look look i i mean i i haven't seen fast nine yet i will eventually i'll see I wonder if it's I wonder if it's streaming now for free somewhere but i should watch it at least because i watched the last one free did you <laughs> yeah yeah i i didn't I wasn't a big fan of it it, it introduced charlize theron uh charlize theron and she is um helen mirren's in it too because why not why not uh she's their mother uh and uh, their mother because she's also jason Statham's sister <laughs> Like, because you know, it's all about family. Even the bad guys have to have family. 
<laughs> so uh, this this last one, uh, well, eight was about Dominic Toretto's baby that no one knew he had because family, um, <laughs> family, <laughs> and. This one, Nine, had John Cena in it as the bad guy, and he plays Dominic Toretto's older brother, I think. I believe older brother, who was shunned by the family for some reason or another. Um, I don't know why he's the bad guy. Again, I have to watch it to find out the whole family drama. Now, I'm looking at it. It looks like it's all just rental type of thing. Okay. I might have to look somewhere else. (laughs) <laughs> wink, 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 not judge. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> right. So, looking forward to seeing Jason. Momoa, looking forward to seeing Jason Momoa play whoever he's going to be. It's not his name's not going to be Hobbs. It'll be like Jobs. We're going to call him Jobs or Bobs or something. <laughs> something that rhymes with Hobbs. Just kind of make him Hobbs-like, but not really like Hobbs. <laughs> Hobbs-like. Right. Because Hobbs was a, a we call it a. Um, kind of like a, a ranger he was he was on the hunt down after the dominic toretto and crew and then when you find out it they're they're just you know they're just breaking the law for good reasons uh he hobbs teams up with them in the next movie <laughs> <laughs> Whew, god <laughs> i can't believe by the time I mean, there's gonna be 11 movies in that franchise franchise 11 of them at least, at I, I mean, least. no, they said eleven that they were going to put a, that eleven was the final, which I think ten was supposed to be the final, but I guess it's so big they had to make it into two movies, so eleven, F eleven, I F one one, I don't, does it mean something? I eleven is my lucky number. <laughs> I can't count past eleven. <laughs> right, it's one e one. I don't. Yeah. So, whew. well, that's all. That's it. That's it. That's all you have. It. All I do right. have other news articles, but I'm, I gotta. I don't wanna. I gotta keep some for next week. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot this week, so there you go, yep. kids. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. You've listened to Geeksters here uh, on whatever platform you're listening to us. As obviously, <laughs> you know that. Anyway, if you haven't already gone to our Facebook page, go to it now. It's Geeksters Radio. And give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Uh, but if always, if you if there's something you want to hear us talk about or want our opinion on something or just want to tell us we suck, you could, you could start by contacting Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 